How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. It's Adam Peacock and Nick Davis here and Gibbo's here as well. Nicholas, how was your week? Uh, been a quiet one, hasn't it? Uh, Storyline-wise? Yeah, not much on. It's been pretty uh, pretty boring in the car, listening to not much. But uh, no, I did a little bit of work. I was actually, I was thinking about a new intro. What? Uh, Bombing House of Pain? Yeah. What for? For this song. from the change rooms, uh, four pints. Please tell me as the kicking coach, you're not in that circle singing. Absolutely. Oh, not after Thursday, but... Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> not after Kiri put one out in the hill. No, no, okay. We'll just keep it close. Um... <clears throat> Just in case you didn't hear, that was just a little was payback nice. from the yeah, 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 from the Rory I'll dig that. from I'll the Rory that. dig the week before. What I will say, I was disappointed on Thursday night that the Roosters didn't run out after the week that we've had to their remake of the Village People song, <laughs> <laughs> Rooster Man. <laughs> That's like Rooster, Rooster Man. That no. was a good night at Four Pines. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, did I, you get I there? Just, yeah, I was there. Did you give me um, a bomb rating for the warm up? Uh, pretty good. No, I did. I didn't see too much of that warm up, um, but I did notice that they had a few issues with their kicking game. It's not so much catching, but kicking. True, wasn't the greatest kicking game. And uh, Trent said after the game that they were trying to score off every play, which would have frustrated him. Was the the coach's box an interesting place to be? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. You, you're not allowed to say anything, are you? You're like a CIA <laughs> operative. He's <laughs> like, I was, I was there, but I wasn't. I was there, there. but I wasn't there. Yeah. I was there. No, it's been quite weak. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I don't know what show. else there is to talk about, but Gibbo, can you add any light to life in general on this um, Saturday morning? Yeah, I've had actually a great week. Have you? I've had a terrific week. We've yeah. had, uh, in Sydney, on the northern beaches especially, we've had a terrific run of waves. So, mm. <laughs> thankfully, I've been surfing every day before work, and today is the first day I've missed out this week. But Steamer? Uh, I wear a short-arm steamer. So okay. you can tell why my arms, I look like cigarette arms, like mm. one part's orange and then you take the shirt off and it's just... Golfer's stand, same thing. Golfer's stand, exactly same right. Thing. So yeah, it's been a good week and I'm pretty excited for the Com games. Are you? When you're, are they starting? You're the one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's I, a big year now to everybody. Guys, guys. It's happened. <laughs> so just basically it's on... SCN, on by the way, we can't... On Monday... Oh, no. On Monday. On this Monday coming. On Wednesday. Mm. And on Friday. Set your alarms. Mm. 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. Mm. It's going to be the best coverage oh, you've ever heard. Gibbo's on. Are you on? Triple I'm threat. On. Three shifts. Three shifts, yeah. Whew. So, uh, look, I'm is looking forward surfing? to it. I think there is surfing. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're surfing in the uh, 
Permagui Lake. Mm. <laughs> the Permagui Lake. <laughs> but I did the um. I was doing the opening ceremony yesterday. It's the first time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna a... be. Bru- it's gonna. You know what? Brucing is gonna be in future years. Going to be called Gibboing. We're gonna be sitting here when the great man, the national broadcaster, NB. Australian broadcaster. You would have been yeah. going, if you did the opening ceremony. You would have just gone through them all by the best surf locations in each country. And there'd be some bloody good ones, especially through the Pacific Islands. Or even the Caribbean. But I, yep. watching the um, opening ceremony, I didn't know what I could add because it was I hadn't heard of a lot of these places. Mm. But I can tell you by absolute country mile, Africa has the best dance moves because they were dancing through the opening ceremony. Yeah, through, yep. They had the best outfits. Mm. So hopefully they win medals. I'm not sure what the correlation between best uniforms, best dance moves, and gold medals is, mm. but hopefully it's high hopefully. for them. Hey, they're gonna have what about Mr. Time. Tonga? Always Mr. Tonga. Oh, do you know what? Samoa have seen what uh, Tonga Pete, I think, or yeah. Pete the Tongan, who's, yeah. who gets oiled, oiled up, up and yeah. a flag bearer. Yeah. Samoa has like got their own version. Grease me up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so Because I, I thought it was... At, the Samoan guy came in and he had the exact same thing yeah. on. So there's a bit of there's a bit of yeah, love there. Yeah. Oiled yeah. up. Mm. And the actually the soundtrack was quite good. Duran Duran played at the end of the uh, opening game ceremony. But yeah, there you go. Welcome to all listeners <laughs> on SEN 1170 in Sydney. All right, let's get started on the show. 1620 on the Gold Coast. And a special hello, of course, to all our new listeners up there in Brisbane and the greater area around Brisbane on SEN. We're specific today. 693. Sorry? We're specifically today. Winham. Winham? Yes. On the coast there. Hello, everyone. Winham. Manly. This is Manly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also listening on the SEN app, the Mowers Club podcast. Uh, post haste through Apple, Spotify, and the usual places you get your podcast from. Let us know where you're listening to the show as well. Text on the text line 0457 736 736. Nick will have some observations to hand out later and give us your observations of his ob- observations or on the call line 1300 01 1170. Now on the show, we've got Shervo coming up. Channel 7 Commonwealth Games host, Matt Shervington. Looking forward to catching up with him. Host of Off the Tee, the AFL, the Big Bash Nation, Sam Hargraves. It gives up to a little bit of a uh, update on what's going on with the Big Bash as well. David Warner, Willie Wonder, yeah, probably not. Probably not. And uh, our rugby league guest this week is the great whiz, Gary Freeman. Good get, Gibbo. Good get. Looking forward to catching up with the whiz. Yeah, thank you. I didn't realise he won a Dalian in 92 mm. when I was going through the research, but he was quite the player, played at a fair few clubs. And I think he won that at the Roosters, did he not? I think. And before he played for Balmain, I think he was out at Penrith at once. Oh, did he win it at Penrith? I, oh. I just always remember him on Fox Sports when I was sort of growing up watching the footy. That was the only sort of Kiwi voice we had. Mm. True. So looking I'll, forward to your guys' chat. And I'll be forever indebted to the man. Why's that? Because he got me a ticket to the 40 nil grand final. Manly. Did you get so, eight of them or just the one? Just, just the one. Just the two. Myself just and my old man. So it was a uh, it was a good one to Who scored get the to. first try that day? I was uh, doing a crossword last night and that came in. First try, 2008 grand final. Matt Ballon. Exactly right. Crashes over. Did a little dink, dink. Dummy half. Dink, dink. Dink, dink. <laughs> Love that. How many yeah. origins did he play? One. Was that in the crossword or was that just... No, that was just a bit... <laughs> that Matt, a bonus point? Matt Ballon trivia, friend of the show. Friend, he's a friend of the show. And, of course, Lord Sir Tristan Mellahan from Top Sport. How did your multi go last week? Uh, what, did I have one? <laughs> He'd know about it if you want. At least it started. And remember, on uh, NRL coverage here on SEN, uh, 
covering four matches, including the Canberra Raiders taking on... Uh, no, they're not playing the Warriors this afternoon. Gold Coast oh. Titans. Gold Coast Titans. That's Gold Coast. Canberra. I wonder if Lord... Tr- the Lord Tristan, is there. The Lord the is Lord there. The Lord is there. Another friend of the show. I spoke to the Lord yesterday. Brad Hatton is guest of the Top Sport Lounge. Ah. Hads. Yep. Going up there. Yes. Did they fly him up there? He's a Raiders fan. Ah, of course he is. I didn't. I didn't get. Well, he works for a rival radio station, so we won't go into great detail about Hads, <laughs> even though he's a good bloke. Uh, he's been on our show lots of times. Storm broke their losing streak last night, uh, getting the job done against the Warriors. You don't get to say that much, do you? No. No. Uh, strange times at Melbourne Storm. But the big story last night, obviously, wasn't the fact that Para gave it to Penrith. It was the manner in which it was achieved by virtue of Nathan Cleary tipping Dylan Brown on his head. Yeah. And getting sent off. Yeah. There's a bit to go through, uh, mm. as we said. Storm 24, Warriors 12. Uh, status quo mm, there for the Storm. But. 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 On 0457 736 736. Here we go. In one, or t- in one or two digits, give me the number of weeks. Oh, okay. Yep. We'll play judiciary. We'll Will play. we this morning on we'll the Mowers Club? We'll play Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. How many weeks? The digit. Will Nathan Cleary? Because it's not in his game. Will well, he cop? I'm about. To uh, go we'll that. hold that. Are we'll we going to hold that for week and review, or will we want to go through that? No, I think that's a. I think that's a segment. big contender for yeah. Nah, is it not? It's that it's not in his game. That it's not in his it's game. It's like you coming in and a snap hook not being in your <laughs> golf game. It, it's absolutely in your game. Mine's more an F eighteen <laughs> slice. Have you have you ever seen a jet fighter take off? They take off and they I've just take off and go <laughs> in one direction. <laughs> Buzzing the tower. Oh, there it goes. You buzzes the tower. Uh, but Para, Para have beaten Penrith twice. Yes. This fair year. achievement. But what do you read into last night given Nathan got sent well, off? That's the hard thing to unpack. There's that. And there's also national broadcaster Gibbo and I were talking just before about ABC. National, oh no, Gibbo's the national broadcaster. He's the national broadcaster. Okay. Um, I turned it off. Oh, okay. As soon as she's got jack of it. No, but as soon as Cleary tipped him on his head, yeah. mm. the same as the the Lawton one in for Manly. Same thing. It was a stink fest. Like an early send off. Stink fest. Stink fest. Thank Second you. half stink fest. Okay. Don't you think? Like red cards. Yeah. And it, it's like early in the game. It's best team there that we think are untouchable. Like you go down to, and what was it, six four second half? Yeah. Well, like you look at that Penrith side that they've lost Luai, who was a huge part mm. of that side number six. Then Cleary, they've lost their both halves. Mm. Crichton gone. They were injury depleted already, and then to lose their main player, captain. Yeah, it's more the send off. I, I'm warming. No, I'm don't, warming don't. To, no, I'm warming to. 20 minutes. No. 20 minutes and 18th man. No. I'm warming to... Well, it's game over. So what? It's boring. Don't tip someone on their head. I get that. It's in the rule book. Tackle normally. No okay. problem. It's not in his game. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought. Okay. We've got uh, we've got Judiciary Lotto coming through yes. thick and fast here. Para Nick, four weeks. Put your house on it. Another one. No name on it. Five. Obviously a para fan. <laughs> uh, two to three weeks for Nate. That sounds like a Penrith fan. Right there, and four weeks, same tackle as Naden. Wait and see, David. Yeah, same as um, Carlos Lawton as well against yeah. South when he did the same to the 
Cleary's actually, if you want to go by definition of it, maybe a little bit worse because he had the hands between the legs. Carl didn't. I'm not sure about Naden. I didn't have a look at that one last night. I waited up against the mm. Lawton one, but yeah, four, four or five weeks. But you never know because the judiciary last week, they suspended someone for tackling with their face for two weeks and they gave someone five weeks for an eye gouge, which felt like a half pregnant yep. type suspension. It's like, oh, you did it, but you didn't do it. So we'll just give you... Instead of eight, and then, five. It'll come out today, will it not? Yeah. So yeah. We'll, as soon as it comes out, we'll be breaking we'll be, news uh, on the mowers. Get your breaking, yeah. get your breaking news music. You know, like, make it all official. Oh, hopefully, it doesn't happen in crunch time. Hopefully, <laughs> boys, uh, Cleary <laughs> could come, should come down south and learn to water ski. Should take no, him a Lisa. good four weeks. Lake Conjola, Lisa. No, Lisa. And Greg from Gundagai, our man Greg. Gregory. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Always get a text here. Morning, mowers. Greg from Gunnagai here. Look, I absolutely love Nathan Cleary. Who do. doesn't, Greg? We all do. Who doesn't? He's my favourite player, but unfortunately he's going to miss some games after he got that tackle wrong. But in his defence, Liam Martin could have helped Dylan Brown up and none of this would have happened. Well, I'm not so sure about that, Greg, because um, Liam Martin was watching it all and that happened very quickly in front of him. Also, special mention to my old mate, uh, Scott Fulton's son, Zach, on his debut for the Seagulls for the other night. He's going to be hard to keep out of Desi's top 17 going forward. Yeah. I've well, got some words of advice for that young man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poke the bear. <laughs> Jared. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. I think Jared was, speaking of suspensions, I think he's a shade lucky to only get mm. the fine. Mm. I know you're on the payroll. You can't comment. Mm. Gibbo, you chime in here. I don't want to get you in trouble with Robbo because he'd be listening. Morning, Robbo. Good morning. Hope you're well. Yeah, I thought he was very lucky to <laughs> escape suspension. But I think if the club fights it and loses, he will get like two weeks, mm. one or two weeks. But if he cops a fine sweet, which I think he should looking at it. But what about Egan Butcher's one? Well, it was no different to the Smalley one. And Smalley's going to miss a week, but in the match... Well, he's going to be out anyway because seven returned. <laughs> so, yeah, Blacktown workers will be missing Smalley next week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, oh, but how about the, the Manly Seven? They've turned into the Bali Nine. Like, come on. Like, come on. Manly Seven. The Manly Seven. It, it was so unnecessary, though, that Egan Butcher one. Like, it was it the was 80th was minute. Oh, it was dumb. It was and, like, dumb. he didn't really need to do it, but... And then, that would be like trying to get your. I would like do that. Trying, oh geez, I got to get my tackle stats up here. Like oh, late in the game, yeah. tackles like pad the, easy ones. Yeah. And then Ben Harper runs in with his guitar and chimes in as third man. He gets ten as well. Uh, I thought he defended quite well. He defended quite well up against Joey Manu, but he's there's some niggle in his game, isn't there? Yeah. There was a bit of niggle about Matt. I think Manly realised on Thursday night that was the only way they could bring the Roosters down head. to the Look level. Fun, less niggle. Sam Perils gets his head taken off. Oh, that was – I was like, oh, that was right in front of me. And I went, oh, you'd be lucky to stay on for the night, let alone <laughs> First 10. game, first tackle. His old man's gone, oh, yeah, just <laughs> we'll put it on report. What? He might have read the newspaper. Well, we can't get rid of one, imagine. He paled his arm on his chin. Anyway, sorry, boys, five weeks, four early plea, grade three, second events, second offence, Matty in Benalla. So, yeah, 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 running down the numbers, Matty. Very good, Matt. Very good. Keep yeah. them coming in. 0457 736 736. Uh, Judiciary Lotto. In Affle. In Affle. In the Affle. Uh, Melbourne, who unfortunately couldn't get it done against the Bulldogs for various reasons. Yes. Maybe financial investment last week. Uh, not me. They couldn't get it done. You're not allowed to, eh? Nope. Uh, but they went over there against a very good Freo side and gave it to them, Nick. Yeah. 
Nah, look, I think everyone sort of, uh, or a lot of people were, I mean, an ahhing about Melbourne through the year with the uh, the Stephen May stuff, and maybe Stephen May was proved right with some of Jake Melcham's pre-game antics last night. But, uh, yeah, Melbourne were too good. Fremantle in a in a spot of bother. Swans went over there three weeks ago and towed them up, and now uh, the Demons have gone over two sides that will be pressing for Look, Melbourne will be in the top four and the Swans looking to get there today. You can hear that action on AFL Nation this afternoon. Mm, look out, Sausage Rolls. I think Nick's calling. <laughs> look out, Media Centre. Uh, but, yeah, Melbourne were pretty good. They were uh, They were, They were. were pretty good. Um, and it says, look, Fremantle, everyone was talking Flagmantle there. They could, uh, by the end of the round, given results, could mm. be seventh given the tightness of the AFL competition at the moment. So uh, Melbourne were good. Fremantle, a little bit still, a little bit of work to do. Good comp. It is a good competition this year because, yep. yeah, Geelong are top, but Geelong... Maybe the whole is... world can't see it, Adam. No, exactly. But they're watching all over Australia, <laughs> and that's the main thing, all in various parts of Australia. Not north of Murray's and things like that. Oh, a little bit, but yeah, north of the, Murray. Did you see that in the Roy Morgan research? Swans are the most supported team in the AFL, 1.12 million supporters. Yeah. So explain to me why the TV ratings don't translate don't into that those figures. I'm a kicking coach. <laughs> lucky I could read that <laughs> Good point uh, para, Mick, uh, para Nick mm. Aren't send-offs referred straight to the judiciary? Yeah, it's the grading that we're waiting for though Para Nick yeah. So the grading will then give us a guide As to how long he'll be suspended And whether or not there's an early plea uh, deduction Right Right. Thank you No dramas Para Nick <laughs> Thank you very much uh, What's happening around all over the place? Not much cricket on this weekend. There's not much tennis. Uh, New Zealand played tennis. Scotland in a one day oh, for all those playing at home. <laughs> all um, playing alone. They I might think, have ended in, in a multi somewhere. Yeah, I think New Zealand got it done. I'll just safe to say they got it done. Over at the PGA Tour, uh, the, the Rocket Mortgage. Um, Cam Davis, was that the one he won last year? I think yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, he's uh, he's nowhere near the top of the leaderboard. But Adam Scott is six off the lead um, through two rounds. And Live Golf is on again. They've signed Bubba Watson. Bubba. Bubba. He's team captain until his knee injury is fixed. So there's more and more on the way. So they've got this one this weekend. They would have played two rounds or just about through their second round of the three. Um, with – I heard about this. That, so they're – they're basically trying to build up these teams so that they can then franchise them off to companies. And that's how they're going to make their cash back. You reckon that's going to work? Is that going to fly? Who? So you'll have the, like, Chevrolet Chevrons playing as a yeah, team. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Get, your, get your team merch. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be – that's going to fly. Anyway, I'll, I'll look, I'm mer- trying to look for a Let's be clear, leaderboard. It's a lot of merch – so, Tony to get your to get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a lot of t-shirts. You have to sell a lot of hats and t-shirts to get your money back that the Live Golf establishment are splashing around. Tony Finau, you said? Yeah, Tony Finau. I think he won last week. He did win yeah. last week. Yeah, he was up the top of the leaderboard, and I think the Canadian Pudich, Drudich, Taylor Drudich. I think he's also first. It's off the top of my head. Fair enough. Yeah, but, uh, that <laughs> off inside your head. It's really hard to find, actually. But oh, Enric Stenson's leading that event with um, everyone's favourite golfer Patrick Reed. So uh, yeah, that's through the second <laughs> round. Everyone's favourite golfer. Anyway, we're off to a break. We'll have a bit of a Commonwealth Games update and uh, the weekend review on the way on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers.
Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Great to have you company on the uh, Mowers Club and now it's time to bring in friend of the show from topsport.com.au. The very best friend. <laughs> Lord Sir Tristiano Merlahino. Tristan, good morning. How are you? G'day, boys. How are you going? And, uh, yeah, very, very happy to be having a chat. So looking forward to a big day of uh, racing and sport today. Yes, yes. And I may mention to Nick that um, with my bets this week, I've, I've three in a row. So I've had two forfeits mm. and, a, and an actual win in the middle of it. So undefeated, uh, going, making, uh, trying to make it a month undefeated. This is unheard of, Tristan. I know, I know. It's very exciting. And, yeah, you, you were very, very quick to remind me of that on Saturday evening, that, yeah, going for a month in a row. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Have you, you, know, you looked, looked at the forecast trying to work out where the uh, the most rain is today to, to pop your selection <laughs> onto that venue? Does it not uh, point towards the lack of anything in my life that I'm doing that Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. <laughs> and clearly, Rooster Man on the text line, boys, it's my go in the Punters Club today. Uh, I need a pony so I can blame you guys. Well, Rooster Man, Adam will give his tip later. <laughs> yes. And there's a line you can put through one of the 500 horses that are going to run around <laughs> in Australia today. So just stay tuned. There's one out there just standing yeah. in its stall, just ready to get, ready to get on the float. <laughs> Totally unsuspecting that it has absolutely about no to be hope. Snipered. <laughs> about to be snipered. What else is happening, Tristan? Can you bet on uh, Commonwealth Games? You allowed? We certainly can, yeah. We've got a heap of markets up on the Com Games. We've got the cricket. It's been exciting. We've got the swimming. There's some um, good swimming markets on, obviously, at the moment as well. We're Emma McKeon, $1.12 favourite in the 100 metre freestyle. She's uh, she's very firm there. And uh, Kaylee McKeon, $1.29. So all the Aussies are very firm. So we might have to go through a few of those markets. I'm actually taking some bets as we're talking on the online dart. So there's plenty happening Ooh. all around the world in different oh sporting, uh, sporting How events. How do you play online? Hang on. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> How do you play online darts? Oh, I don't know, but for anyone wanting a tip, Jell Klassen is someone that we're just laying at a, to a reasonably sharp punter. So I don't know how that works and, and, and why we're betting on it, but we certainly are. So. What are you doing? Why are you betting on that? <laughs> Serbian basketball. We're, we do everything at top sports. Latvian lacrosse. Yes, yeah, exactly, and, and and manly football games just as lower quality. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we covered the line, did we not? Did we not? Definitely, absolutely. Yeah, no, it was it was a good effort by the boys. Actually, they they were very up and about, but yeah, uh, hopefully they can bounce back next week and keep the finals uh, final streak going or finals hopes alive, should I say? Well, taking advantage of a poor kicking game, weren't they? So, <laughs> what was happening? Girl seven, girl seven's won by sixty. Um, Seven's coach today. Okay, seven's coach today. Yeah. And then Swans coach this afternoon. And when they get tailed by uh, <laughs> Giants in an upset, <laughs> you're still the seven's coach. Lord uh, Nathan Cleary, uh, any shift in any markets because of that? Yeah, well, I think it's going to be a little bit dependent on how many weeks he gets. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there certainly has been a little bit of a move, obviously, on the back of their, their loss. hasn't moved too far. They're only out to even money. So uh, they were 195 out to $2. I think... Um, and it's probably from a Panthers perspective, probably fortunate the timing of it. They, they look pretty safe up the top of the ladder. So shouldn't affect things too much that providing he's back and uh, in full swing for the finals, I would suggest. Tristan, we'll catch up later in the show to have a full spin through of markets and have Nick's stupid multi and the horse I'm going to scratch today. <laughs> Sounds good. Talk to you then. Cheers. Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au. Week in review is on the way.
Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club, and we're shortly going to do our week in review, but want your thoughts on 0457 736 736 about some of the topics we're going to discuss, including loan deals in the NRL. Um, also, Cristiano Ronaldo looking for a new club. Where should he play? Should he <gasps> stick at Manchester United? Yeah, yeah he wants out. It's off that train. Lucky I didn't order that jersey but, or shirt, whatever but they call it. There's been, a, there's been a twist overnight Ooh. to that as well. My team. Uh, and also Justin Langer going to join the Channel 7 commentary team. Who would you like to see commentate the cricket this summer? Anyone. Just anyone. Doesn't have to be a cricketer. Just pluck someone out of nowhere. Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Oh, yeah. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We can review on the way. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Welcome Sharp, back. isn't it? Just before just before we get into the week in review, just on the text line. This either. I think I think we, we should maybe I don't know if Tristan's giving the hundred away this week for best I don't know, suggestion on the text line, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Boys, can we get a market on the Cambodian turtle hurling championships off Tristan? <laughs> Do they just like brush is it hurling or curling? Hurling. Oh hurling. Frisbee turtle. Not, not, Turtle curling. No. Or you slide the turtle and then you get the broom out in front of the turtle and you sweep the sand off. <laughs> Maybe that's the winter version in, uh, I don't know, Finland or something like that. Give them a call, 1-800-858-858-NOPSPORT. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course. Yeah, yeah. Give Tristan a call. He's in the office. He'll be there. Now, this now. week, okay, we'll just tick it off off the top here. Mm. The Jersey saga, because yep. I think everyone's over it. Yep. What was your key, go first. key takeaway from it? It shouldn't have to happen. In the first place. In 2020, the fact that there needs to be a Pride jersey and a Pride round shouldn't have to happen. 2022. 2022. Yeah. Even two years ago, it shouldn't have happened. True. <laughs> in 2022, the fact that we feel like we need to have a Pride jersey and a Pride round, it shouldn't have to happen. What about a women's round? Women and league round? Um, yeah. I don't mind. Because it's but a bugbear of yours. It, it is a bugbear. It's a very slippery stuff. Like, what is... And the, the the social comment and of around this and around a lot of things in regards to politics in sport, uh, what a good cause! Like there are a plethora of great causes out there that deserve a, a billion. So where do we draw the line? Like in the NFL, they have salute to service round. We we've got Anzac, but but where do we draw the line? I think Robert, the fact that there needs to that we feel like we still need to have a pride round and a pride jersey, it, that's a whole. It, it's not a rugby league thing. It's not. It, it's a. It's not even society thing that we f- still feel that we need to have that. It feels like this has exploded the issue, which has been festering in the back of minds, my point of view anyway, about sport as a, as a whole, and I get it that. It's a great opportunity. It is a great opportunity to bring people together and highlight certain causes. But it Brain- should be the colour. It should be the maroon. Is it maroon or the, the manly colours should bring people together? Well, that's what Daily Cherry Evans said after the game. Exactly. Our, our dressing room is a picture of inclusiveness. Absolutely. Because you've got people from different backgrounds, totally different way of thinking about life, coming together for a common cause. Yes, that common cause. Might be flippant to some, win a game of footy, but for those people but in that dressing not, room, that's what it's about. And for in them. the stands as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and in the stands. I was there like 
I was out in the fresh air, Nick, not in the confines of, of Robboville in the when, uh, coach's when, box. Well, I would have happily swapped when Kez kicked that out. Of, <laughs> I know he said out on the full. But the, the feeling at the ground was everyone was just there to support the team. Yes, there were people in rainbow, mm. rainbow flags. Yes, there were people with mm-hmm. uh, the normal Manly jersey on. Yes, there were people with the rainbow jersey on. But they were all there for the common cause of yep. supporting Manly to try and beat the Dirty Roosters. Didn't quite happen on the night, fair enough. Nope. But it, it felt just normal like it does every other week in that respect. Everything else about the week wasn't mm-hmm. normal, but it brings into back to my original point is sport where, <laughs> how can it solve society's issues? And it feels like it's wanting to in some way help with it, but not even our leaders at the moment. They're, they're considering a referendum on putting an Indigenous voice to Parliament, and the only way they can do that is having a referendum to put it in the Constitution. Mm. That's the only way you can change the Constitution in a general sense. That is a big, big issue for the country. How does sport help with that? How do we get that on the back of a jersey? Well, yeah, there's Indigenous round, and it's, you know, highlighting that particular area, but it's not saying... But the thing that got me was the gotcha for life in women in league round in a pride jersey. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, three. What? Three and one. Exactly. Yeah. There's no clarity, and I don't know if it comes from head office. Every game, there's a trophy. Or does does head office tell the clubs, look, you can only have four jerseys a year? Manly, I reckon, have worn six. (laughs) I think I've seen six this season. And I know it's good for, oh, yeah, you go into the club shop. Oh, I like that one, or I like that one. And it's a bit of, by the way, these pride jerseys, I think they're going to break records for the amount sold. So yeah. it's become iconic almost, but mm. I don't know. It feels it like the last this... time a pride jersey is worn in the NRL. No. Is it the first and last? No. No? No. Ooh. Won't be. What? Interesting. But I think there has to be a bit of clarity along your point is every game's a cup game. Every game. Every game. So let, let's kind of – because in the end, it feels because like – Because it becomes very – because I can't so remember what they were like, playing for four weeks ago, what cause they were trying to help. What's a great cause for you, for what might have happened in your family, and then I might – and it's everyone's got a difference of opinion of what is a – Mark Hughes Foundation, absolutely a great cause. And then, I would, then it's breast cancer. And, and like, yeah. there's a multitude of great things that – and we're going to be playing 52 weeks a year to get all the causes in. Has to be a bit of definition and clarity about – the causes they're helping. Not saying that it should be, oh, no, you've got to play in your own home jumper or away jumper, no, and that's it for the whole year. No, we're not saying that. No. But anyway, uh, loan deals in rugby league. Do you like it? North Luma going to Melbourne and then coming back next season, and apparently both sides mm-hmm. win because Storm need an outside back for right now, and Tim Sheens at the Tigers thinks that him going down there will make him a better player for next season. Tigers, oh, what? they're not going to get relegated, so whatevs. Yeah. Send him down there. I'd... And I get yesterday on the, the Matty show, he was saying that, well, you, you need that little pop, and I don't mind it because it take it up to August 1, you can still have these loan deals it's in the news and all that. Yeah, I get that. It's a bit it, close. Yeah. It's a little close. But how do you get it away from origin? Because you want to, in a sense of, but I think rugby league's big enough anyway in this town. It doesn't need just having a transfer window to, make a few more headlines. It's, there's going to be enough talking points anyway. So it, it just feels a bit right, especially for a player going under contract and then coming back to resume the contract at the same club. I get it if he's leaving the club anyway, but I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. 
If he's if like Tavita Pangai Junior last year, he's gone from the Broncos. Yeah, you can go now. Go to Penrith Transit Lounge before you get Transit Lounge. Yeah, yeah, it's a sticky situation. Mm. Wouldn't happen in AFL, would it? No, no, no. Anyway, um, tell us about Jack Ginnivan. So (laughs) he seems to be this emerging, polarizing figure. Is it fair to say? Yeah. He's a big character. In plays for Collingwood. Small part brought on by himself early in the season. Yeah, he's got the peroxide hair. He's got the peroxide hair. He celebrates the good times. Celebrates the good times. Got on the Instagram. He was he was the club in He was the light work guy mm. after the first game, the first win. Uh, and then yeah, again a little bit of trial by social media. Poor old Jack. Um, and then rules, whatnot. I think it's pretty clear in any game. If you hit someone in the head, it's high. Yeah. Well, this is one last night a Melbourne player got tackled around the yeah. freaking torso and he threw the head back. Don't tell me that. Another layer of grey. Another layer of grey has gone across. It was a dive. Rule interpretation. Complete dive. Yeah. No different to what you see in football. Yeah. And I think it's we rewarded. find that. In some really imperfect games, I'd like sport is very imperfect. We're trying to get like clarity. There needs to be interpretation. Where I'll give you the old back in my day, you ducked your head for a free kick. The umpire goes, "Mate, you ducked your head. Get and up. Like, All right, sweet. I ducked my head. How yeah, I did? Yeah. I didn't fool you. Play on. They need, but we feel like we need to uh, appease the masses of supporters with answers." This kid, All though, time. back to this kid, he's a big yep. personality. Now, we've seen yes. in Melbourne. Stop. No, boys. I was going to get to that. No, do it now, boys. Okay. We need a Mora appreciation round in the NRL. September 1. September 1. Last round of the comp. Oh, it, it's on all all groundskeepers. Grass no longer dormant. Soil getting <laughs> yep. a bit warmer. September coming back. September 1. Fertilizer kicking. First bit of grass. First week, even first week of the finals. We went at, uh, oh, um, maybe that's. <laughs> I think the last week, last round last of the comp. Last round. Yeah, winter's over officially. The Mower, last round of the comp. Mower appreciation round. Yeah. Who's the man? We can you have are a, now in front for the hunch. I can have a mower race. We can. Like a little <laughs> we can. at half time. Toro and Top of Sport would be all over that. Yeah. And people can hot up their mowers. Yes. Yeah, put like V8 engines in them. Who knows what it's going to do to the field for the second <laughs> yeah, half, but exactly. who cares? Someone might be sent off and the game will be over, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Someone goes in the mower and just takes it upon themselves to like get stuffed in the in the turf. Someone goes that little notch too low on the mower and oh. just and it's you get down to the dirt, you're like, ooh, bugger. <laughs> just anyway. on that Ginnivan character. Yes. So is he got is he gonna be along the lines of he's gonna be such a divisive figure in Melbourne that it's going to do his head in and he'll end up having to get out and come and live in Sydney no. where no one cares. No. no? No. He'll lap it up. Yeah. He's a fine. For now. He's fine. Uh, cricket. Moa's Media Watch. Justin Langer will join Channel 7's commentary team for the upcoming Need Summer of Cricket. Mm. That's an interesting appointment. Why? JL. He's a pretty learned man of cricket. He will, it? yeah. It'll be interesting to listen to him. And Recency of? This, I just, which is why, another little part, why I'm looking forward to AFL Nation Swans versus Giants this afternoon, calling it with Leon Cameron. Neon Leon. Mm. So his departure from the Giants was very amicable. It was. I listened to his last speech to his players. Absolutely. 
and he got a lot of love for them, and I think the love was back. It just wasn't working in the so end. So when someone gets wrapped on the pads uh, in the Australian cricket team who Justin Langer thought outed him, he's like, got him, yes, he's going, <laughs> get out, sucked in, that's out, got what you deserved, I told you to not play across the line, you idiot, I told him. I think he might be a little more... No, I hope he's not. I hope he just gives it to him. <laughs> I can't see it happening. I hope he does. But a little part of him. Press red for Alf. <laughs> yes. He just gives it to him. Re- Alf unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce him. Yes. Oh, dear. And Dave Warner looking... I can't believe it's come to this. That mm. I... I can't work out why how Cricket Australia has allowed this to be a possibility by virtue of the fact that they're holding him to account what happened in Cape Town still and not having a leadership role. Like, guys, yeah. you can we see need, on the... We need to shift the goalposts a little here. When he's out there, he's actually having an input into decisions, yeah. but officially, just for the sake... It's not on the team sheet as a vice-captain or a captain. The only people that seem to have a problem with it sit in a board hidden away from everything else, mm. and it seems sheltered from everything else. And then, what are you worried about? and then if they look out and go, oh, geez, no one's coming to the big bash or everyone's watching David Warner play across the other side of the world. Uh. It it doesn't make sense. Like, Are they going to lose a sponsor if they say, David Warner, you can be captain again? I'm sure they'd gain more if David Warner was part of the big bash. Doesn't make sense, does it? Doesn't make sense. There's a new segment. Doesn't make doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. Yep. Put it right, down in the ass. Well, it's along the lines of yeah, nah. We're going to get a four-hour show soon. That's just... Cool our jets there. Three's enough. I like you. If but we get extra cabbage. Well, that could, that could change things. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. On the Mowers Club, it's time to go around the socials. No, we're, uh, we're bringing this back. Remix on the intro music. <laughs> so Gibbo, Gigabyte Gibbo in uh, reference to Around the Socials this I, week. You've come up with these two. So you've got two big talking points from social media through the week. Um, take us through your first one. Okay. So Gigabyte Gibbo, first of all, that's mm. not because of what I download at work, right? That's just... No. No, you use Wi-Fi. That's fine. You use uh, your own hotspot. Now, this one has set Twitter alight overnight. The West Tigers are up in Brisbane yep. to play the Broncos. And on Twitter, they are charging for a meet and greet in Brisbane, $70 for adults and $55 for kids. So they're charging for a meet and greet up in Brizzy. And Twitter is going meltdown levels. Thoughts? Questions? Yeah, they deserve a bit of a whack for that. You'd think a team who are down the bottom of the ladder, So they're going to give... Adult seventy dollars to come and <laughs> exactly, and kids get fifty five dollars for coming to. That's so what? What is the meet, the meet and greet like? What do they get out of the meet and greet? Like, what, is it literally just go to the team foyer? Oh, good day, guys. How you going? Cool oh. photo. Cool. No worries. Oh, good luck, and see you later after two minutes. So it's in a shopping centre. Yep. So I believe all the players will be there. You can get photos. You it's can get like signatures. The, Supermarket sweep. <laughs> Nothing you go like to the, the shopping center and for seventy dollars you can grab as much as you want in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss your chance to meet your favorite West Tigers players for photos, autographs, and mingling. I think there's the key word there. Mingling. mingling. There's also a special guest appearance from West Tigers legend Scott Prince and the chance to win a signed jersey on the night Brisbane City Hall. That's so ridiculous. it's a night. So it's more a night, is it? it like no, runs for I, an hour or it's what? a pie night. 
Why not? Uh, even still, though, Ooh. $55 for kids, for kids $70 right. for adults, because let's be honest. And plus like you pay your membership, gonna... and then plus pay to go to the game and watch us. Well, $120. Well. You'd think if you're going, you're going with your kid, that's 120 bucks straight up. You're probably yeah. going to the game, minimum $40. Like They're playing tomorrow, are they? Uh, they will be playing, yeah, last game tonight. Last game tonight. Yeah. Well, right now, I reckon, they're going on their team walk. So if you're in the Brisbane area and a Tigers fan, just go to their team hotel <laughs> and go and say g'day. I'm sure the guys will look after you if you want a photo. If you can't afford the $55 for a kid to go and meet one of the, your favourite players. So, yeah, because what happens in that situation, if you see them just out, you, you want to mingle before they get to the night. What happens there? Is mm. there a big no? The security guard comes over, sorry, mate, mm. and then puts up the little QR code for the tickets for tonight. Just feels like a marketing opportunity to make some money rather than say thanks to your fans. You'd think, and, and given after, what they put their fans through, absolutely. What well, not only this year, but the last few years. Next thing, guys, I think Instagram. This is big. This around, is huge. In this studio right now, Instagram's probably the favoured social media platform. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. So there's 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 been a, a bit of a backlash this week. So Twitter's what they're trying to do is change a little bit like TikTok. So they'll use the full screen. It's going to be a lot more videos and a lot more for you. So Instagram curates what you see. Yep. But we don't think it's going to happen now because the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. Kicked up a stink. Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Have kicked up a stink saying, no, we don't like this. It's untested. And even Kylie Jenner posting a screenshot of leave Instagram alone has forced a backlash. So all her followers, millions of followers have gotten on board this. Yeah. So Instagram was going to go towards TikTok, but not anymore. So I'm not across TikTok. I don't know, but I don't like the change of Instagram. It's just like assuming what I want to see. Exactly. And and I just want to see what my friends are posting. And I mean, like, I it's, it's always fraught with danger, these changes to these sort mm. of social networking things. Because I remember when Bebo was huge or MySpace, Bebo. all the rage. Yeah, well, social media sites, they were massive. They make few changes. Next thing you know, you never hear or see them again. Mm. MySpace, that's funny. Exactly. Oh, music's on. That means news is not far away. We've got our second hour on the way. Shervo after the break to talk a bit of Commonwealth Games. You're the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. Before we get to our next uh, guest, man of many talents, Matt Shervington from Channel 7. Uh, the Nathan Cleary charge is through and he has copped a grade three. So it's five weeks with the early plea, six if they fight it and lose. I would doubt very much that they're going to do the latter given that there are five games to go. Canberra away, Storm at home, South away, Warriors at home, North Queensland away. So tough run in for, for Penrith. Look out, Bali. <laughs> so Nathan Cleary's got five weeks to think about things because if they take the they take it to the judiciary and try and fight it and lose, he misses week one of the finals. That'd be six. So um, I think it, I'll be hitting the abort button on that. You would think, but you never know. They might think they have a case, but I can't see how looking at the tackle, Nick. Nope. Nope. Thanks for that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's pretty. It is pretty. Like, expensive stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was turning the page. So they they're eight points clear of the Cowboys. They're four games clear of the Cowboys for top spot. You'd imagine that. Yeah, what about for fourth outside the top four? Who's third? They're, oh, they're ter- they only have to win one more to guarantee a top four spot. It looks like. That'd so, be fun. yeah. Um, 
But without Luai and also Cleary for the entire run into the finals, all of a sudden everyone's saying that it's Penrith and who in the grand yep. final. And everyone will and everyone will go, oh yep, Cleary and Luai will be fresh for the finals. But what? How's Isaiah Yo going to be feeling coming into the finals? <laughs> Battered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot on his shoulders. At the Coruscant, guys like that. Dill mm. Edwards, who last Edwards. night had got through so much work. Yeah, so much He's going to have to do that every week. Yeah. Let's now get to our next guest on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, powered by 100 Years of Innovation. And it's a friend of the show. And even if he wasn't a friend of the show before this intro, he is now. Matt Shervington, Channel 7 <laughs> Olympic host and also Commonwealth Games. <laughs> Shervo, how are you, mate? Oh, I love your work, guys. How are you? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon take the rest, don't you think? Have Come to. in with a, with a positive mindset for Cleary and um, reset once you get to the finals. I reckon, yeah, that that's massive though. So I was just looking back. So Carl Lawton, remember Carl yep. Lawton, massive um, spear tackle earlier in the season, got four weeks, I think, for his. Yep. And that was kind of one-on-one. Yeah, that's the only comparative I can kind of think of this season, like recently. So five to six weeks. Like, and I know it was... Um, it was dangerous, like clearly, and all of his weight went down on his head, Dylan Brown's head. But um, yeah, wow, that's a that is a good message heading into finals, isn't it? Don't don't do spear tackles. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty plain one. Yeah, don't dump someone on their head. Game game plan from here on into the finals: do not tip someone upside down. I think the big one is the fact that he the hands between the legs. That's uh, probably what made it a grade three instead of yeah. a grade two. Grade it's two not in his game. Been, yeah, not in his game. We'll, bring, we'll come to that. Hey, Shervo, uh, yeah, Commonwealth Games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Commonwealth Games got underway. Uh, Australia, all of a sudden, eight gold medals. Obviously, we start off with the pool, yeah, so we're going to dominate start. there. Yeah. Slow start for the Aussies, wasn't it, today? Um, let me just put that into perspective first off. Uh, so, Gold Coast, we won 80 gold medals in total, which is pretty... Which is pretty good for a home games. Um, our best ever is 87 gold in Victoria 1994. Um, but to kick off day one on the Gold Coast, we won five golds. So we're already ahead of that curve. So we're looking at, you know, 80, 90 plus medals at this stage. Um, there were only 16 gold medals up for grabs today. So the Aussies took half of them. Um, quite amazing. So we got five in the pool. We got three in the velodrome um, and yeah, very impressive and, and some great results across the board. Yeah. The uh, Shervo look the where we obviously think we're going to really have our dominance is, is in the pool. Can you see that happening? Oh, absolutely. And I think we, we saw that today. Um, so of two of those golds, one and the first one came in the men's 400 freestyle final. Um, we actually swept it. So we got, one, two, three, um, Elijah Winnington, who um, I think Basil Zemplis in our call on Channel 7 said, um, uh, winning by name, winning by nature, Elijah Winnington gets home for the gold. So that was a good one. Um, uh, has he got he a list? Has so he, he got a list, Basil? And he just like... <laughs> probably. And, he, and, probably. He, and he's got them all written down and he just crosses them off as he, as he, go, he goes, geez, I hope this guy wins yeah. because yeah. this is my golden line. For sure. I was hoping Mac Horton was in that race too. I was kind of hoping he would win and it would be uh, Big Mac. doesn't make a meal of it. He supersizes <laughs> it to gold, something like that. That would have been a good one. Um, no, look, so we uh, we got through there. Uh, Sam Short got second in that. He um, He's also going in the 1500. He's a great little story, actually. At the trials, in his 1500 metres, he, um, he stopped short. He stopped at the 1400 metre mark, popped his head up, and the official said... Um, 
buddy, you've got one more 100 metre to go. I've done that so, in the 3K. Uh, <laughs> I've done that. I've yeah, got the two and a half Ks of a 3K and I stopped and walked in there. Oi, boy, oi, you got 500 metres to go. Yeah, here's the difference, uh, Nick, that um, he qualified for the Australian team yeah. based on the fact that he stopped with 100 to go and then made it through. So um, not a bad effort, not a bad effort. He picked That's up a silver so medal. Uh, and Mac Horton, Mac Horton's had a... Um, a real rough trot the last kind of four or so years. So the last time he competed and won a medal in an individual event was on the Gold Coast in 2018 in that event. He actually won that and hasn't competed for Australia in an individual event since then. So um, he's on the comeback trail. He did well. He's moved coaches. He's up with Michael Bowl on the Gold Coast, who is, you know, leading everyone, including Emma McKee, into to medals. Um, so, uh, yeah, good start. And then the other um, kind of standout, uh, was the 200-meter freestyle. Um, uh, the Terminator was back, uh, Ariane Titmuth. She she won that race. But the big talking point there was in second place was Molly O'Callaghan, 18-year-old um, from Queensland, that she touched just outside uh, Titmuth, almost a massive upset uh, on day one. She finished, I think it was 12-100s behind her. So it was basically a fingernail. Um, but it really sent a message that uh, she's the world champion in the 100 metres. She's going to go up against Emma McKean in the 100. She sent a mes- message that she's ready to go. So um, uh, we swept that too. We got Maddie Wilson got third. So, um, yeah, it's been a pretty good day. The other one was Zach Stubbledy Cook, who um, did the, uh, let's call it the swim slam, where he's now the Olympic champion, world champion, Commonwealth champion, and world record holder within 12 months. And I don't think anyone can ever do that again because of COVID. That is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. incredible. Some of the team sports Australia uh, beat India, tested in the women's T20, oh, chasing trouble. 154. They're on all sorts. Yeah. And they were five for 49 and Jeez. came back. And Ash Gardner, outstanding yeah. all-rounder that she is. She got it done. Uh, the Diamonds, yeah. the netball, they thrashed Barbados. Um, the Sevens, the, yeah. the men beat the tight one. <laughs> men beat Jamaica 62-0. The, the women uh, 38-0 over South Africa, despite the um, restarts he- heavily <laughs> handicapped nature of their performances, given their restarts, coach. But uh, well, they, uh, they they played they played again the girls. So um, they yeah, so they won 38 nil against South Africa, and that was their record scoreline at the Commonwealth Games. They then played Scotland, and Scotland's uh, first appearance at these games. Um, 50 nil in game two, so mm. they're going all right. Yes, yeah. uh, Nick and the men, uh, and the men's twelve all in their second. Oh, game. really? Yeah, twelve so, all. Who with? They were yeah. down to five. Uh, Uganda down to what five. They were down to five. A uh, couple of red, yeah, a couple of send offs, and yeah. And not just that, Uganda had a shot after yeah. the belt. Like basically, in the dying seconds, got a penalty. They could have won it. Yeah. They could have won it, and they missed it. And uh, twelve all. So um, yeah, that it was almost the biggest upset of uh, of the rugby sevens tournament. I mean, the men the men are second place in the World Series. Like they're uh, going really well. They beat New Zealand and Twickenham in their last um, sevens tournament, World Series sevens, sevens tournament. So um, yeah, that that could have been a really big upset for you for you, uh, for the Aussies against Uganda. Manly could have put together a good seven side this weekend with a few players um, given the weekend off. They yeah. could have gone and played sevens. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Shervo, <laughs> I love the World um, Track and Field Championships, or as Dave Colbert, your uh, caller there yeah, at Channel 7 calls it Field and Track, which is fair enough given the yeah. performances of some of the field athletes at the at the World yeah. Athletics Championships. How many, are most of them yeah. backing up, doing the, the double, or is it a bit, to, obviously the distance yeah. athletes, it's a bit hard, but um, the, the rest of them are going to yeah, be there? Yeah, most of them are backing up. 
Yeah, most of them are backing up. Um, some of them didn't. It didn't go so well for them, and they're hoping to make a, make amends uh, at the Com Games. But uh, um, you're right. It's our best ever performance at a World Championships for the track and field scene. Um, two World Champions: Eleanor Patterson in the high jump, Kelsey Lee Barber in the javelin. She's got COVID at the moment. She's going to be cleared to compete though, so that's okay. Um, hopefully, she didn't need to train this last seven days. But anyway, we'll get to that hurdle when we um, when fresh, we do. And, fresh and uh, fresh. Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be rested. The other one's Nina Kennedy. She picked up a bronze in the pole vault. But the, the talking point there is that um, also in the field, we had Mackenzie Little in that javelin final. She missed out by a bronze by five centimetres, which is ridiculously close. And then um, Brooke Bushkill, who uh, she was formerly known as Brooke Stratton, now married. Um, she, she was the world leader in the long jump, uh, seven metres, 13, massive jump. She finished fourth by two centimetres. So she just missed a medal as well. So um, we've got a chance. Peter Bowles going to find it tough in the 800. He's got basically the top three from, um, or the top four, I should say, three of the top four from his final at World Champs will be in the Commonwealth. Kenya, of course, like to line up Canada as well. How, how did you see his run in the World Championships? Was it seventh in the final? Yeah, it was a funny one, you know. he So in Tokyo, he came fourth, right? He... He knew that he had to take it out hard in Tokyo and, and he led from the front and then kind of hung on and just missed a medal. Um, I think this time around, and, and I, I spoke to his coach, Justin Rinaldi, not long after that, and he said that, you know, they, he probably should have been a bit more conservative in, on the first lap, first 600 metres. And um, I think that's what he did this time around. And he kind of sat back almost too much uh, and then tried to creep through the field towards the end and he just didn't have the gas. So... Uh, I reckon he's going to have a different race tactic if he makes the final um, in Birmingham. Fair enough. Uh, any of our sprinters around the mark up to 400 metres or it's not quite our strong suit at the moment? Um, yeah, look, it probably wasn't the uh, the games that we were hoping for from particularly uh, Rowan Browning and Jake Doran who ran in the 100 metres. Um, Rowan Browning got run out in the heat. He ran 10.22 it was a far, super fast track too, so it was kind of hard to gauge where they're at coming into uh, the Com Games. Um, Jake Doran's the national champion. He won his first national championships to qualify, so he'll be there or thereabouts. I reckon Rowan is on the rise, so these last kind of... He's had about a fortnight since that heat at World Champs. He's on the rise. I reckon he will probably run 10-0, 10-1, and it'll probably be enough to get him into the final. Is he going to get your time from 98, Shervo? That's what... Oh, God, I wish. You know that was the fastest final in all of uh, Commonwealth history. Which, Jeez, you know, you're unlucky, mate. I look you're back unlucky, Shervo. I look oh, back God. and I think to myself, you know what, every other game I would have yeah. picked up a medal. But anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Are you doesn't over matter. it? Yeah. Let it, sounds... it go. 24 years, man. Seriously, hey, let do, it go. Is there, is there a village at the Commonwealth Games like there is at the Olympic Games, and is it as good? Yeah. <laughs> You're not over that either. <laughs> um, they're worried about monkeypox. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, so there's actually five villages. So what they've done is um, they've spread them out because the, some of the venues they've spread out anyway across kind of Birmingham. They haven't been able to get them all into one village as such. And I think from a COVID standpoint, they're happy with that to kind of keep them separated. I know the Aussie team is. Um, the cyclists are uh, are in London as well, which is about about 150 k's out of out of Birmingham, so um, yeah, I think it's probably the best thing for COVID to have them separated at the moment. Um, definitely in the early stages. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Shervo, uh, thank you for your time, mate. What shift are you doing on the, on the coverage? Um, mate, I've been up since midnight. So I, uh, I get on air with Emma Friedman at about 3 o'clock in the morning and go through to about 7.30 in the morning, which Prime is time. kind of the evening session, our time, which is the evening session over there. So we were lucky enough to get um, pretty much all of those medals today. Um, all of them came, came out of the pool when we were on air. So, um, yeah, so get up early, um, support the Aussies. That's when a lot of the medals are being um, won. But uh, we're on air from 4 p.m. It's the um, the para marathon. So oh, Matty cool. Di Rosario in the wheelchair uh, marathon will uh, give it a crack for a, a gold in the marathon. So that's at 4 p.m. Eastern. So um, yeah, jump on and, and watch that. Well, Shervo, go for a nap and get up and watch <laughs> that. And yeah, we'll be watching as well, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. And uh, yeah, actually, really appreciate it, given that you've been up since midnight. So well done and uh, talk to you soon, right. mate. Thanks, boys. Take it easy. Matt Shervington from Channel Seven, where you can catch all the uh, Commonwealth Games action. Uh, live and exclusive on Channel 7 for TV. And, of course, you can hear it every night here on SEN with Matty White and the Missile James Magnuson. Off to a break. Uh, yeah, Nars on the way. Let us know your Yeah, Nars 0457 736 736. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. I love this. Here's a few noms this week. <laughs> oh, this is my favourite part. We need a good 10 minutes for this. Oh, I love this part. Uh, do you want to go first then? You're so uh, excited. Hang on. I've even jotted it down in yeah, the Yeah, I've notes. jotted it a couple of I'm down. not. I... Okay. Let me go first. Would you want to start with what we just heard from Shervo and he brought something up? Yep. It's in there and it was a fair... A fart. I get it in horse racing. A fart? A fast. <laughs> fast. I yeah. get it in horse racing. I get it in... Fast track. Yeah. What's a fast pool? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Is there, What's a fast pool? Is it lighter water? Is it deeper? 0457 <laughs> 736 736. Someone from the swimming fraternity. Someone that's got a pool business that might want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear it all the time, don't you? Oh, it's a fast pool. Oh, geez, fast pool. I ran on a lot of slow tracks in preseason. <laughs> Jesus. Times there you thought you were running on a treadmill. <laughs> I should have done more of that in the lead up to that. But is it? But yeah, is it, it, oh, Shevo, it was a fast track. Are they for people that used no, that I get held it. records that now don't hold records? Oh, it's a fast pool. That's why. And the suit thing. I actually get it in athletics. Why? It's the same. Can, no, no, no. Condition like. Warm, warm, really warm conditions yeah. on a brand new track. It's mint. That's like a. That's what like running, a f- what are you running for a hundred on a fast track, great man? <laughs> Me, yeah. Ah, you on a fast track. Crack my last hundred in about fourteen and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill, downwind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's over the plus two. Doesn't count. Wind assisted. Yeah, fast pull. Massive yeah, nah. There. <laughs> What's yeah, nah. No, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Okay. Um, I was just perusing Twitter the other day and someone put up a race back in like 1930 around a velodrome of penny farthings. Mm, saw that. And I looked at them and I thought, Impressive. Why? Why not? No, but why would you design something? You've got the back wheel a certain size, which might be better equipped for the human race given how long our legs are. 
but you then decided to design the thing with a wheel as big as a Ferris wheel on the front and make it really difficult to ride. Penny farthings. Yeah, nah. I mean, they're 100 years old, but yeah. not really relevant today. It's so strange. Like, And then they got, and then they eventually worked out, oh, hang on a minute, maybe if we just all ride the bikes with the two wheels the same size, mm. it might be a bit easier for mm. everyone. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Scooters and motorbikes parking in their own separate car spaces. What, the, the designated? Uh-uh. In car spots. Yeah. But one in each. At the front of the SCG the other day, there were four different scooters and or motorbikes in four different. You all could have fit in the one. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. That is the absolute worst thing ever. <laughs> when you, how about when you, you're at the and shopping centre? And you reckon you're going to park, you're like, yeah. You're, like, oh. you're at the shopping centre. You've been driving around. It's, you know, it's the middle of summer, 40 degrees. Your aircon's busted, so you're sweating up a storm. You're taking ages. Oh, finally, here we go. Here we go. And it's a bloody scooter. You, what you want to do is you grab that scooter, mate. Just get it out of there. <laughs> yeah. Get oh. to the outhouse. I will say. But they could all park in the one. Yeah. Like if, if you if 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 I'm if I'm ever riding a scooter, uh, and there's another there's a bike or a scooter, and I'm just bunking in with him or her. I will say this: or they. that the chances of you getting that free spot are minimal, because if the scooter wasn't there, another car would be there already. No. <laughs> what? Uh, that's that's some. Sound logic there, Adam. <laughs> you can leave that till after 12 p.m., my friend. <laughs> I think crunch time starts at yeah. 12, mate. Good on you. Still a yeah, no, though. Yeah. Have but you got them more? Doing it. Yeah, I've got another one. I've got heaps. The expression, say hi for me. Say it yourself. <laughs> or they send this person a message. If they mean that much to you, that you want to say hi to them, what is stopping you getting on your phone and either just Sending him a text. Hey, mate, just checking in. Hope you're well. What's that? Maybe give him a call. Maybe meet up for a coffee. Hi, how you going? Good, thanks. Yeah, cheers. See you next time. Heard you catching up with <laughs> da da da. It's like me saying right now, oh, you going to the Swans this Arbo, Nick? Say hi to Leon for yeah, me. Yeah, say hi to Buddy for me. Yeah. What? Say hi for yourself. Anyway, it's just an odd one for me. Yeah, yeah no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. I agree with that. I agree with that, but... Sometimes is is it just posturing. a is it is it a bit of a full stop to the is it just an exit clause to the sentence or the yeah, yeah. it is it is it's, he's it's, not going to say hi. he's not going to say hi to buddy but, yeah, but then buddy. I go, <laughs> but then next time I see you go did you say hi to buddy for me he goes yeah he goes he didn't know who you were yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who he said nothing back but you never say oh, <laughs> did you say hi for me <laughs> no you never say that I say if you have a five minute conversation with someone it's never like a minute into the conversation. Oh, yeah, say hi for me. Anyway, you were saying it's always at the end. That's, like, oh, the end. That's what you say. Oh, you know who I was with the other day? Yeah. Oh, he told me to say hi to him. What a bloody idiot he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the you're trying to encourage the other person on the other end of the line that you want to wrap up the conversation. It's anyway. You try that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's half bruising. So anyway. It's half bruising. Next one. Long COVID. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is actually. It is. Yeah, my wife's got it. <laughs> I, wasn't yeah, sure. no, though, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So maybe don't press the button on That's that fine. one. No, I didn't know <laughs> what it was. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, no. ignoring you yeah. for bringing up the fact know. that you I'm, think it belongs in this sure. segment. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. Long COVID. 
Uh, I'm going to yen uh, Smiley Kaufman, who's just joined the Live Golf and said, money was not a factor. <laughs> Smiley Kaufman. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Whatever. Money was not a factor. Hmm. Right. Do you know some of, like, I think there's seven of the golfers who went there, jumped into it, are already back on their original tours. <laughs> yeah, because they've been They're squeezed out, out by the each by the Each time they sign someone, someone has to go out the other end. Mm. Anyway. Are you done? Uh, I've got one more, okay. but how many you got? I've got heaps. <laughs> yeah, okay, go, go. Uh, Reel them off. Certain contract clauses that are in, and maybe 0457 736 736. What sort of contract? Contract clause should we have here? You would. Zion Williams has got a weight clause in his NBA contract. I think you had a few of those anyway, didn't you? So you don't need one now. I had a must-be-home buy clause in my contract. And Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals has got a homework clause. (laughs) He must do four hours on the iPad tablet tracked by... So they've got the sensor when he when he clocks on and when he clocks off. Homework clause of wow. film. A film of the opposition team. Yeah. Because he hasn't been up to scratch yep. in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. I have That's read, though, that Jamarcus Russell. Oh, have you heard the Jamarcus they, Russell? No, have they undone it, though? They, they have that, undone it because on, in the NFL, the contracts are totally, you can see the whole thing. Yeah. As soon as the contract gets lodged, you're a reporter, you can look and you can see what the whole contract is. Like Jamaica Jackson, where they gave him the old Raiders quarterback, they gave him a blank DVD. And then three days later, said, Oh, did you watch the film? He's like, Yeah, I watched it. It's blank. <laughs> Set him up. Set him up. Beautiful. That's entrapment. That's not funny. <laughs> uh, you got one, and then I got my last one. A few one on the text line, actually. Um, Joe Warira Hargraves getting only a fine for the elbow to the head. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. Nah. Forestville Ferret. Young Fulton poking the bear. Yeah, yeah nah. Yeah, yeah. So, if you know what he said to him, you might. <laughs> uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, he, he's been talked about leaving Manchester United this summer. It doesn't look like it's going to happen as in this summer over in the UK. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Atletico Madrid, actually, their fans protested about the prospect of him going there. Can't go to Real Madrid. He's already been there. Juventus already been there. Maybe he goes back to Sporting Lisbon where he started his career because they're playing Champions League. Manchester United are not. That's apparently the story. Cristiano wants to play his 20th season of Champions League. Anyway, it looks like he will be staying at Man U, given his message on Instagram last night to a fan's account, which basically went along the lines of, we're hearing that Cristiano Ronaldo will be playing in a trial match for Manchester United this weekend, to which Cristiano Ronaldo himself went on this fan's post and posted, Sunday, the King plays. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Really subtle. Really subtle. (laughs) Sunday, the king plays. Wow. Anyway, Nick, text line? No, I've got one more and then you can read the text line. Okay. My last one is a massive yeah, no. And unfortunately, congratulations, but I didn't realise that Thursday night was International Roadworks Day. Yeah, sorry about that, Nick. <laughs> the drive home from Four Pines to the Shire. Yeah. It was International Roadworks Day and International... For all those road workers out there on Wednesday night. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what a mission. 
boys. I think we've got one on the text. If I can, if I can say it, do you uh, want to read it out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go well, Matt, one of our loyal listeners, Matt. Uh, boys, yeah, nah. When radio hosts get a substitute gig on a station's blue ribbon program and develop a big head the next day, Matt. Yeah. I didn't know the um, opening ceremony was a blue ribbon ticket, <laughs> 3 a.m. to 7 on Friday. But thank you for the text, Matt. <laughs> uh, from Paramat, my year Nas are often about dumb grammatical errors in radio ads. For example, the HR ad that was just on, you don't work things easy, you work things easily. And the UPIN ad, you don't find out on when it's for sale, you find just find out when. Happy to proofread for free. Yeah, nah, Paramount. No worries. What teacher. we'll do there, Matt, is we'll, um, we'll get your details. We'll send it off to the creative team, and you guys can have a little powwow during the week. International Roadworks. International Roadworks. On Thursday night, it was International Roadworks night. Between... How deflating is it when you turn the corner oh, and you go, oh, no, oh, no you just see orange one. flashing lights. Down and the Spit Bridge or whatever that's called. Even before that, on the way up that hill, whatever that hill's called. And, and then the bridge, the tunnel was shut, and then something else was shut on the other side. I know that there's a lot of potholes, but what what would you say the ratio is to driving past them and the say there's twelve workers there to people that are actually working to people that are actually working at any one time. One in ten. <laughs> They're all just watching you drive past, <laughs> eyeballing you, eyeballing you. It's a their, tough gig working overnight in the road. Their lightsabers out and they're <laughs> swishing away. Someone's there holding a stop go sign, scrolling through Instagram, and they're all got the SEN app on, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah one in ten. Back in a moment to talk a bit of golf, uh, AFL and Big Bash as well. What's happening, with Dave Warner? You're the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. Keep the Yenars coming. I got one more. Quick one. Nathan Cleary, how far he walked back <laughs> after spear tackling. <laughs> he walked 80 it's, metres it's like, away. It was like you drop a beer and you're like, oh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was playing fullback for the next yeah, set. He had to walk 57 metres. Dylan Edwards looking at him, what are you doing back here? <laughs> oh, trying to get away with it. He might change his mind on the walk back. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> Five weeks for Nathan Cleary with the early plea, yeah. by the way, if you just joined. So, uh, yeah, that'll take him up until the end of the regular season. If he fights it and loses, he'll miss week one of the finals. I've got a fair idea what the Panthers might do. Anyway, let's get to our next guest on the Mowers Club. Keep the year Nas coming in. A beauty from Jace has just come in. We'll read it out in a moment. But Sam Hargraves is joining us. He's the host of Off the Tee with Nick Ahern and calls for AFL Nation and Big Bash Nation. So he's all over absolutely everything. Well, not, maybe not so, Sam, because you, you're new to the world of fatherhood, I'm hearing. Is that true? That uh, certainly is, Adam, Nick, morning boys. Is it morning? I wouldn't have a clue what time of the day it is, what actual day it is, where I am, what's going on. So bear with me. What's, bear with me. So no I, one prepares you for it, do they? No. No, I liken first up parenthood to the opening set of six in origin. You know you're going to get smashed. you just got to try and deal with it and get through it. How? What's the thing that has jumped out of nowhere at you that you didn't really expect? Um. Apart from the temper text, I'm not used to having people just uh, someone just screaming at me uh, nonstop and for no apparent reason when I'm just there trying to do my job. And this job, though, uh, instead of just trying to talk sport on the radio, is just trying to change a nappy. Uh, and so I've just got no idea why I'm being verbally berated in the manner that I am. But uh, no, look, it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 tough. It's it's testing. It's tiring. But it's just those couple of moments a day when the the kid looks up at you melt your heart and uh, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else uh, in the world. So it's um, 
No one quite prepares you for it. You listen to people tell you, and it's one of those things that until you actually experience it, you've got no idea um, how yeah. tough, but just how beautiful it is. Yeah, a little nugget for you, Sam. When they sleep, you sleep. Yeah. You just, you've got to find, even if you've got some work on, babies asleep, you sleep. You just got to. Well, that's a good, that's, I'm trying to do that with the, the beautiful partner, Evie, because she's a superhero. So as much as I'm whinging, what I'm going through is um, about a nostril hair's worth of um, what she has, the bulk of the work that she has done and then the incredible uh, work that she has done in getting us to this point so far. So, um, yeah, that, that, trust well, me, that so. sympathy wears out too, mate. I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone trots out that line. That's like saying it's a fast pool. Everyone trots out that line, but let me see when you're in the trenches again in another month. You're like, oh, I don't care what you went through. <laughs> Go down there and get that bottle ready. <laughs> might, um, might, might, might just take your speaker, boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Sam, the golf. So everyone around the golf world, and it's brought in others who aren't so interested in golf to to try and decipher what exactly is going on with Live Golf. Um, Can you see it coming together? Can you see a negotiation taking place where all of a sudden they're they're all under the one umbrella again and, and coexisting at all? Or is that just not on the radar at the moment? It's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, this this tournament, the third tournament on the Live Golf Tour, is actually happening at uh, Donald Trump's course in Bedminster, which has brought up a whole lot of um, controversy in and of itself. But this is the course that was actually stripped by the PGA of the, uh, the PGA Championship for this year after the Jan 6 insurrection. So it's got a little bit of uh, history there as well. And Donald Trump's history in sport is not a great one. Uh, anything he goes near actually sort of falls on its ass. Mm-hmm. Um he believes, though, that they're going to merge eventually. Now, at the moment, they couldn't be further apart. Um, 21, I think, of the world's top 100 players are playing in this Live Golf. It's 12 teams of 48 players, um, the, the third event of it. But for the time being, yes, they're splashing a ton of cash, like billions of dollars is being spent. Greg Norman has managed to get some big-name players there. But they don't have a TV rights deal. They don't have ranking points. Um, at the moment, if you want to play majors, you've got to be in the top 50 in the world, as we know. Until they get ranking points, then it's not as big a threat, I don't think, as as people might believe. It's only whether, though, that if they start to get ranking points, so that means that these players can still play majors, um, which at the moment they can because they're still maintaining their ranking because it hasn't been around long enough. If things like that start to happen, I think you might see... Um, potentially the possibility of, um, of of some talks, some peace talks. But at the moment, I think they're a long way off that. The LPGA, though, has said that they are open to a conversation with Greg Norman. The money differentials between the LPGA and the PGA are getting narrower, but they're still a long way away. The majors, you know, um, Minji Lee got $2 million, um, for her major win recently. There's about a million win in the Evian. million bucks was handed out there. But that the money, it's, it's, a tough, it's such a nuanced thing, boys. The money is so life-changing and could be so transformative for some of these athletes that you understand why it's just too, just too enticing to say no to despite where the money's coming from and then what their moral objections to that might be. Sam, have you felt that the, the, the 
Yeah, the social comment and the sentiment has started to change a little bit when everyone's going, oh, if Cam Smith and Adam Scott, then we're going to get more of these bigger players coming down and, and playing in Australia than the, the local people around here going, oh, that's not a bad idea. And then the other one I heard that people are uh, are excited about, if you have a, a, a the shotgun start of the men's in the morning and then you get the, the LPGA, the women's in the afternoon and, and co-existing like that tournament, that's got appeal to, to golf people as well. Oh, I think Australia is a very different proposition when it comes to the way interviews live because for golf fans in Australia, and if you've been a lifelong golf fan, I mean, Greg Norman's fight with the PGA has been a lifelong fight as well. And for those who have lived through that, um, you understand that, that the PGA has given Australia nothing. I mean, we, we don't get anything from them. And, and it takes, you know, whether it be President's Cups or Ryder Cups or things like that to bring the best golfers in the world to Australia. We rely on the goodwill of our Australian players you know, Lucas Herbert, who's in the top 50, Bendigo boy, um, he's going to come back and play the Australian summer. Cam Smith has talked about the fact that he might too. The world number two just won the, the 150th Open Championship. So we rely on the goodwill of those players to come out because we've been given nothing in terms of uh, first-class events from the PGA. So for Australians and golf fans in Australia tend to look upon live a little bit more favorably i don't want to speak for everybody whilst also acknowledging again um where the money comes from the uh, human rights atrocities that the saudi regime have, have been uh, guilty of but when it comes to just golf if you just look at it from the golf point of view the idea that 21 of the world's top 100 might come out here um, for golf fans that's um, something that they've never had before big bash and along the same uh, lines of money and where everyone's going to end up based on money. David Warner, as we sit here right now in the cold uh, months of winter, looking ahead to the summer, where do you think David Warner will be playing T20 cricket in January? Well, at the moment, he's asked for the release. Um, he And that's been met with some criticism from certain sections of the cricket media. His, his wife has jumped to his defence, as, as Candace does, which, is, which you would expect nothing less. Um, staunchly loyal and and, uh, and flew the flag for, for Dave. Um, this is, I, I suppose, we, we we always feared that what might happen if we continue not to create a big bash season that doesn't have our best players playing in. Um, and I think Cricket Australia might have been a little bit naive to the fact that this might have been coming. Um, the Indian IPL franchises are buying up franchises in all the T20 tournaments around the world. The new South African tournament, they own all of them. And they own teams in the Caribbean. So when you sign up for a Big Bash franchise now, you might not just be signing up for the IPL. You might be signing up to go to where David Warner wants to go, the UAE or whether it be South Africa, to play in these other tournaments. It's up to Cricket Australia now whether they want to grant him that release. But it's, it's easier said than done just to say no. Adam Gilchrist has been really strong on SEN to say that they, they need to make a stand here, but they need to make it worth David Warner's while to stay uh, and to play. Uh, in the Big Bash League, sign him up for a long-term deal, make him the face of the franchise, which upsets some people who still have memories of Sandpaper Gate in their mind. Um, but the, it seems, and I don't know what you boys reckon, that, that God, cricket is on a precipice at the moment. I mean, this is landscape changing what the IPL franchises are doing. And, and in a lot of sports, sometimes you do follow the money. I mean, we've just been speaking about live. How, how big an influence can this have on, on people's desire and how they want to play their cricket. Do you want to be playing it week in, week out, all around the world? Um, or, or do you want a bit more freedom in when when and where you play? 
um, that'll be up to the, each professional player. You know, Chris Lynn hasn't signed up for a Big Bash franchise yet. I think he's eyeing off the fact that um, there's these other T20 franchises around the world. Uh, I know I'm going a long way around asking a question. I honestly don't know. But yeah. I think it's a much bigger story than maybe we we believe at the moment. As I said, this is landscape-changing stuff. And for the first time ever, not the first time ever, because we see IPL players have to do it, players are going to have to make a, a big choice. about it. It's not just do I forgo my Australian duties for a couple of weeks to play IPL, but do I forgo my Australian duties for a summer to make, again, transformative, life-changing money elsewhere? Yeah, it feels like it's the the big shift and big decisions need to be made to kind of that will shape the next 10, maybe 20 years of, of cricket. So we'll see how it plays out. And the decisions that you make right now in the first six months of a child's life, Sam, will shape their life. So make <laughs> choose wise, wisely. That's what we're saying. But you call a bit of footy as well this afternoon for, for SEN. Look forward to that, mate. And thanks for joining us on the Mowers Club. I appreciate it, boys. Always love the show and love having a chat to you. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, mate. Good stuff, uh, Sam Hargroves. You can catch him on uh, Off the Tee with Nick O'Hearn and uh, calls as well for Big Bash Nation in the summer and AFL Nation. He'll be calling the Saints, Hawks and Tigers, Lions this week. And after the break, it's going to be do yourself a favour. Let us something... Uh, let us know of something that you're watching or listening to or reading at the moment that is well worth the time invested to do so. Back in a moment on the Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. Short ball. Do yourself a favour. What are you watching, listening to, reading? Gibbo, you got one? Yeah, I've got one. I listened uh, yesterday. I had a big drive in the city through roadwork hour. <laughs> it took so long. From the nor- anyway, on International Roadworks Day. International, International Roadworks Day. Day. It must be weak. But um, yeah. James Graham has a podcast. I'm not sure what it's called, but he had one with Wayne Bennett. And Wayne Bennett usually doesn't do many interviews. When he is in press conferences, he doesn't really give too much out. And this is a great chat. He sort of spoke about his time with James Graham and Sammy Burgess in the English camp. So... Do yourself a favour. I know he's on a rival network and probably sponsored by a rival network, but yeah. Wayne Bennett, that was a great chat. Goes for an hour. You get a real good insight into why he's the greatest coach of all time. We'll have a listen. Nicholas? Um, what was I watching? You uh, watching? The captain. <laughs> Derek the captain. Jeter. The captain. Derek Jeter. New York Yankees. New York great. Yankees. Great. Yeah. On ESPN. Because it's, I think Sports the same the, the same guys who made the last dance. Yeah. Mm. So we're saying a proliferation of sports documentaries. <laughs> oh. I know. I was like, wow. Oh, that was just in the forefront of my mind. And I thought, get it out. Just proliferation. Get it out. That's proliferation. <laughs> His best. His best ever was a few weeks ago when he said the <laughs> gentrification <laughs> of the, the, the course. So that was one of the funniest <laughs> things. Well, guys. <laughs> the gentrification. National broadcaster. Yeah, what does it say on my forehead? NB. NB, <laughs> boys. National broadcaster. What about you, Adam? What have you been watching? I've got to say, I'm not a massive reality TV fan. I don't oh. really subscribe to it too much. Yeah, I've been watching it. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching it's, it. I can't help it. I can't help it either. It is heartwarming. Yeah. It's great. I love it. They do geek them up a bit. To the, to the, you reckon? So you don't think, yeah, they're, you don't yeah, think yeah. they're actually geeks? Come on, man. You Actors. can't have some of those haircuts. Paid jobs. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. just think they... 
No, they take what's there naturally, and then like if you were to go and say Biggest Loser, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to go on Biggest Loser. I'm going to pile on fifty, <laughs> so then I can lose it." Geekify them. Yeah, great show. Anyway, a great show. Cut or mow. There's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Jace, who's a big fan of the show and a big fan of the national Everyone broadcaster is. overnight as well, has texted in a, yeah, nah, you pull into the drive through and both lanes are occupied, but you're not sure who is ordering first. Do you take a chance and risk dropping down the depth chart or clog the entry until someone moves? So take up the... Each way bet. So hedge your bet, you stay back. You're, and half, then, you're half cut in racing terms. You're just one and a half off the fence. Then not... you get some angry trader just going around you going, hey, cheers. I think... I <laughs> reckon... <laughs> 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 You need to survey if it's a. Pe- I mean, in my opinion, if it's a people mover, it's a family wagon. It could be a big order. Could get a soft serve each yeah, though. I know Quick that. order. If it's a tradey sort of car, maybe it's going to be a couple of cheeseburgers and and yeah, out. I mean, done. looking at the car in front. That makes an, that makes a difference. Life's big questions here on the Mowers Club. More of them in our third hour. Keep texting in the Wiz Freeman on the way to talk a bit of footy. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. And it's all thanks to Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Thank you to Toro for their support of this particular radio program on a Saturday morning where the sun is out in Sydney town. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you're up there in southeast Queensland on SENQ or on the Gold Coast, I hope you're getting a few rays as well. Now, They'll be mowing. They'll be mowing. Yes. Yep. No, Southeast Queensland. No They'll be mowing. Dormant soil up there. Nope, they're mowing. Whew. Joining us on the show now is a man who I mentioned earlier in the show I will be forever indebted to because he was a man uh, back in our Fox days. He actually organized a couple of tickets for myself, my old man, to go and watch a grand final in 2008 and it happened to be a manly 40 Melbourne nil grand final, which I will forever remember and Gary Wiz Freeman helped us out on that occasion. He's helping us out on the show right now. Wiz, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm very good, very good. And I'll be telling you one thing too. Up here in sunny Queensland, I won't be mowing the lawns today. I'll be having a day off. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. You are still mowing at the moment. The soil's still growing, producing a bit of uh, traction on the grass. Well, it's grown a little bit, but I've cut it that low that it's got a fair way to go, mate. So uh, you can really play bowls on my lawn, I think, uh, having a look at it right now, mate. So um, it should be all good, but hopefully it doesn't grow too quickly when it starts to uh, fine up. Mate, you're, um, I think you're on the roster today, aren't you, for uh, Titans and Canberra, Russ, on SEN? Yeah, mate, doing the, yeah, doing the Titans-Canberra game, which is – this is a massive game for the Canberra boys, mate. Um they need this to really stay in touch with the eight. They could easily slip away. You saw what happened with Manly when they lost seven players. They didn't play against the Roosters. They went down 20 to 10. They had an opportunity to jump into the eight and really push someone out. out. Uh, but now it's down to the Raiders. They've got a, a situation where, you know, they're two points out of the eight. Uh, they've got to stay in touch. They've got to put plenty of pressure. Their four and against is not as good as what the Roosters is. That could probably at least put them up to eight, ninth instead of tenth as they are. But it still keeps them in the hunt. So I think we're really looking for a big game from the uh, the Raiders boys today. Jack White and, um, is the key without doubt, mate. His kicking game has been superb over the last couple of weeks. Lad. So I just think that, um, you know, I think the Titans, they, they tried really hard last week against uh, Brizzy when I went to see them play. They, I, I thought they went really, really good. Um, that was one of their best outings. Um, but then they just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what's missing. 
something is missing and I can't put my finger on it why they're not playing as well as they did last year, lads. What uh, what is missing permanently now from them is the name Kevin Proctor on their team list. So uh, back in your day, Wiz, in the dressing rooms, it's it's almost like a badge of honour that you had a durry at half time and and get it back out there and and get stuck in. But uh, old Kev decided to vape when he wasn't playing, uh, and they've let him go. What do you what do you make of this whole situation? Uh, look, I'm going to be really honest here, guys. If that's what you're getting sacked for at a football side. Uh, something else must be going on. That can't just be the only thing that he was vaping. Um, do I agree with it? Uh, him doing what he did? No, without doubt. Uh, but t- does he deserve to be sacked from his contract? I just think that there's something else going on behind the scenes that we all don't know about that uh, young Proctor may be going through. Uh, and uh, I think there might be some other issues there at the times at the same time. So for me... Um, uh, like I had four clubs, I didn't get sat, but I actually walked out on four of them, so that was a, a real bonus for me anyway. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, and I didn't like smoking, I've never smoked in my life, so I, I just, when I saw that, I, I just, I, I, I felt from in a way, but I did feel that, you know, there are protocols set in place. Uh, but like I said, lads, I, I think in behind the scenes, I think there's a lot more going on because we haven't seen a lot of Kevin Proctor through injuries and the rest of it this season. Where's your thoughts on the, the Nathan Cleary uh, sentence has been hand down, grade three, five weeks uh, for those just tuning into the show. Uh, fair, unfair, your thoughts? Uh, mate, I, I'll never agree with the judiciary anyway. Uh, <laughs> Take the whiz tape with the whiz tax on then. <laughs> I was watching some of the old games the other day. I'll tell you what, I would have oh, probably yeah. got 25 weeks. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. Um, look, I've got to say this, that um, I think the send-off uh, is probably harsh on him. I, I think it would have been good to put him in the bin for 10 um, bring him, uh, let him play out the rest of the game. Uh, Dylan Brown got up straight away. Uh, look, Nathan knows he, he's done the wrong thing. He picked him up up against the horizontal, um, but he did. I thought he landed on his back. But in that split second, you make a decision as a player to make a tackle. Um, I don't think he intended it to end up the way it, it did. Um, but mate, you just saw the scoreline blow out mm. when it's 13 against 12. It, it, it's tough enough with 10 minutes. Trying to do it for like 60 minutes. Um, those boys were exhausted for the um, the Panther side, but I, I got to say that Para really did play. But you know, grade three, five weeks. Look, I, I don't think he'll fight it. I think he'll just take the five weeks and, and just move on. I, I think that's what'll happen in this situation because, as you know, boys, if you go up against the judiciary and you, you don't like what they do, they they don't give you five weeks; they give you seven. So, I think he'll just cop the early plea and and move on. Hey, what do you reckon of? Uh... Of para, it's a bit. I don't know. It's a bit hard to line up out of last night. It was it was shaping as a really good yeah, contest, and then Nathan got sent yeah. off. But para yeah. as a whole, can they actually challenge for this whole thing, Wiz? Or are they still that kind of? Well, Marty to power looking for a release. And... Yeah, that's a weird one. Oh, mate, what, what is going on with the game? Like, you know, I I know that you know, even if they say you're an old player or whatever, this is what happens in, in the modern times. I said, well, that's fine. But you know, your moles have just signed a player for a year now. Because if a new coach comes in or if the player's doing something wrong or whatever, the next minute you're gone anyway. So I, I don't think the contracts are worth uh, the pieces of paper that they're actually written on. Um, there is, they are so convoluted about when you, who stays, who goes, who the coach is. If my mate's not in the side while well, I'm not playing <laughs> and all the rest of the carry on with, with all these contracts these managers seem to come up with. I, I thought in the day you sign a contract to play, 
Uh, yeah, it's, look, everyone's going to have a dispute with the coach at some stage of their career. Um, and it just depends on how it escalates and whether you want to move on or not. But, you know, to want to move halfway through the season, Marty Tapel, what is going on? Like, it just, to me, it just seems like it's come out of the blue. Um, and going back to Parramatta, you know, they, they had this lull last year and the year before, around about the same time. Remember how they start off really, like, hot? They're just smoking everyone and scoring tries, and then they just go into this massive hole, and it looks like they've just come out the other side. So, look, he might have got them prepped for the right, at the right time to make the, you know, the eight and then move on into the semifinals. Um, I wouldn't write them off yet. I've got to say this. The young kid, Papalihi, uh, that come over from the Warriors the last couple of seasons that he's had here at Parramatta, he has been absolutely outstanding. The try that he scored when he jumped up in the air, caught the ball, scored the try, got Parramatta on the front foot. Mate, he's been one of their best players week in, week out, mate. So, look, can they challenge? I think at this stage of the year, boys, I think they can. Um, so I'm going to put Wizards' uh, head on the chopping block and say that they can make the uh, make the finals without doubt, especially the especially the semis. The, the major semis, I reckon they'll be there when the whips are cracking. Yeah, the, the, the grand final qualifiers. Hey, out of the, the clubs that you played for, Wiz, which, which one do you have the softest spot for, if you like? Uh, well, look, look. I love my time at the Tigers, mate. I, and I had great memories there. Great blokes I played with, and the Roosters. And when Penrith were, were going through a rebuilding phase, uh, Parramatta um, were doing the same thing. Uh, but Balmain, when you first come over here, I think that opportunity to play uh, in those two grand finals and semi-finals in three years was was pretty special, uh, mate. Uh, then Jonesy came over and coached, and then um, it was it was time for the Wizard to. Uh, Leave the tiger den and go over to the Roosters and, um, and, and, the, and the and the rest is history, boys. <laughs> Can you give us give us something about Alan Jones coaching? Because it, it, it seems everyone who was involved with Balmain at that time um, have a bit of a story. I, I don't know if you want to divulge too much, but there were some interesting <laughs> times there. I've heard. Uh, look, mate. All, all I'll say is that um, in the end, Alan and I. We didn't see eye to eye about how the game should be played or how I would play. Um, what was I really playing my best football? I probably I could have played a lot better. Um, but you know, I think once once I left, I got an understanding under Jack Gibson about what I needed to do to get myself in the frame of mind to go ahead and then win the Dally in that that following year in '92. So uh, Josie and I, yeah, we we had a difference of opinion. Um, and, you know, in the end, I, I made the decision to leave. It wasn't his, it wasn't the club's. And I just said, Barnsley, I uh, can't play here. Um, and then, you know, Barnsley and I come to an agreement. This is the crazy part about the Wizard. I managed to leave the club without a contract and didn't have a club to go to. That's how silly I was back then. But anyway, that's totally different nowadays, isn't it? That's that's clever. Yeah, that, that's real clever. <laughs> so you went from Alan Jones. <laughs> my, wife was, my wife was so happy about oh, that. Oh, she would have been pumped. Um, <laughs> So you went from Alan Jones to Jack Gibson. Yeah, yeah. What did Jack Gibson, like, how was he to deal with? Because that was towards the end of Jack's coaching career, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, he was the first guy, really, to bring in the ice bars and all that sort of stuff at training. But they were actually in a 40-gallon drum. That's what you had to get into. <laughs> and um, there was a couple of players that were actually a bit smaller than me that we did struggle, actually, to get into the, the, the big 40-gallon drums. You had to have, like, your steps to get into them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think Jack, he made you aware about what you had to do. Like, Warren, I come from Warren Ryan was really... You know, he. The video sessions were a go for two hours. 
I think we watched three videos in the whole year when I was at at the uh, at the Roosters, and one of them was me throwing a tantrum when the referee didn't give us a try. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I think Jack was just put Jack was put that up there. Mark Murray will put that up there just to say, "Hey, you're going good. We don't need tantrums anymore. So <laughs> just get on with it. You can't do anything about it. You can't change it." Um, and that was one of the biggest things I think I found with Jack and Mark was that, well, you know, focus on what you can do, uh, Gary, and, and lead the team around the paddock. But uh, Jack was great to me. Mark was great to me. And, and, and along with Nick Politis, mate, absolutely fantastic blokes, fantastic men. And they were great. They were great to deal with. Fantastic. Good stuff, Wiz, mate. Thanks for joining us um, this morning. Look forward to the call of the Raiders and the Titans a bit yeah. later on. And um, yeah, yeah. Can, can, I, can I just jump down the match review committee? Yeah, uh, Dale Finucane. Uh, I, I, mm. Are they going to go back now and suspend every other player that's clashed heads? Yeah. Like, you know, th- this is embarrassing for the game. It's embarrassing for Dale that he's gone to try and do something for his team to get them on the front foot. He's accidentally collided. Um, there was no malice in it. There was no, no intention to do it, to hit him in the head. And then he, the referee has said, okay. The bunker has said, okay. Yeah. And then we have another three blokes and say, no, we're going to suspend you for two weeks. Where did they get this from? Yeah, I, I don't get it because you watched the other night, Lindsay Collins, who got knocked out, unfortunately. If he, if he knocked yeah. out Morgan Boyle with his head... If it's a, if if it's it's flipped, flipped, if it's should, he, should, it, yeah. should he be suspended? I don't, I don't understand. I'm with you, mate. It, it seems like it's a lotto at the it's moment. A, it, it's, a, it, it's embarrassing. I don't know who the, who's on the match review committee and I don't really care. Uh, but you've got to look at it logically and just go, hey, guys, because all those supporters that are supporting the, the Sharkies, you know, yeah. want that guy out there playing because he's a, a big part of them, the way the, they have played this year. And then suspended for two games, but I, I just thought, mate, guys, have, have a real good look at it. Anyway, I better go now because I might get sacked. No, no, no you, wouldn't do well, that you might get a job, Wiz. You might be on the match review. You exactly. might get a job if you keep talking this sort of sense. Mate, thanks for mate, joining us. I tell you, no, that's why you don't get on those jobs if you talk sense. <laughs> Gary Freeman, join Cheers, mate. Yeah. Uh, good to catch up with Gary Freeman, who, um, yeah, according to Paramount on the text line, the Wiz is an Eels legend, always an Eel, should be on every Mowers Club episode. We'll get him on definitely before the end of the season. And um, just one from the Forestville Ferret, boys, is it just coincidence that Tapao wants a release after Pride Gate. No, I reckon they're two totally separate issues. I've got a feeling you might have want, tried to do it last week because they're playing para this week, but they have to get in before August 1. one. Otherwise, you can't do it. He's got an opportunity, I think, to further his career at Parramatta beyond this year. I think Manly were going to let him go, so it could happen. I think he was on pretty good cabbage at Manly from Very what's been reported. Good cabbage. And at, the back? at the back No, end. just back on cabbage. good cabbage, or the, or the whole flat. Lot. But I think there were rumblings earlier in the year that he was gone anyway. He was yeah. contract year for him. So I think it was just coincidence. Coincidence. Uh, Tristan Merlihan joining us after the break from Top Sport on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And uh, we didn't get your thoughts early on, Kevin Proctor. We had it in the week in review. But have you ever... And I know... Check race uh, results in the toilet. <laughs> I get what Wiz <laughs> was saying. Time, I've checked the race results. I totally agree with what Gary Freeman was saying. He said that it couldn't have been just that. There was an undercurrent. There was something else there. This was maybe straw, camel, mm. back, broken. But have you, in the realm of dumb things to do, that's right up there, is it not? Have you seen some dumb things 
yeah. done in footy clubs yeah. when really, uh, like, in a coach's message? Is any, have you seen anyone on their phone while the coach is delivering a message? Or? No, but there was the one that uh, that you sent, and Sugar's just joined us in studio. Well done. Well, congratulations on the uh, on the fast-finishing third. Rattling there. home for Rattling. third. Rattling. Very well done. Rattling. I should know how to press that button, should I give her? <laughs> uh, great, great Talking rod. of fines, yeah. the, the Aston Villa fine system. What, yes. What were some of the fine systems at... Tight, like some of the best fight. It was if the phone went off in a meeting, if it was five hundred. Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember any fines, but I do remember John Hopperwadi, who clearly would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise yeah. he gets to mention. <laughs> but uh, what Bozo used to do, he used to always fall asleep in the team meetings, like when you're watching the video. In the video, yeah, you just the so what he did after a while, he used to because he used to do it at the Tigers after he'd been at Manly. And Terry Hill said to me, he said, mate, uh, Keep an eye out. What, he, what he used to do, Bozo, at Manly, he would stack up uh, about 12 chairs. So Hopper had to balance <laughs> on the chairs so he wouldn't fall asleep in the team meetings. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. So Aston Villa Football Club, it, it came out through the week that they've got their fine, fine system. system. And it's like some, some hefty ones, £1,000 for late for meeting, walk or coach on match day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fair enough. Now, what about this? Two thousand two hundred pounds a minute, late for meeting, late for coach. So you yeah. cop the thousand first up, and every minute after, an extra two hundred wow. quid. And this is quid. So that's what are we talking about? Four hundred, four hundred fifty bucks for every minute you're late. You don't need that, <laughs> no, especially you if you don't. get International Roadworks Day. Oh. I, I love when media report they go, "Oh, uh, such and such player only got a three thousand dollar fine." Like, okay. <laughs> right. Right, right, okay. <laughs> Let me throw an only a three thousand dollar fine at you. Look at this. Go dig ditches for three thousand. <laughs> yeah. Two hundred quid for not reporting by ten AM to doc for new injury or illness. Late for physio treatment, two hundred quid. And booked booked for descent yellow card, two hundred quid. Uh forgetting recovery leggings, fifty quid. Oh. But this is the beauty, this is the kicker. If sent off, you have to take the team for a meal, the whole team, within four weeks of the red card. I love that one. That's great. Yeah. Do you reckon Nathan Cleary's getting out to hog's breath with the team? <laughs> Panthers. Take him yeah. out to Panthers. Shouting them. I, I Hit do up know, the bistro, lads. I do know this about the defensive coach at the Sharks, Stephen Price. If, because he's so keen on them to not concede any points. Yes. If their team holds another team to zero on approach to the sheds, he needs to be seen sculling a whole beer. <laughs> Is and, that true? And that is ta- so good. They'll take you on the Sharks. Uh, sharks were taking the storm on the other week. Yeah. And I reckon it was held to nil the whole game and then right at the death. But the sad part about all of this, I reckon he actually wants to do it. Well, he would, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. So there you go. Well, it should but, be um, a shoey. Yeah. Not a shoey. a shoey the other night. Yeah, in uh, front of uh, last the Warriors. Night. Yeah, in front yeah of Aaron Warriors. Woods. Aaron Woods. Yeah, Woods. He was there last time because he was there for the homecoming game against the Tigers. He had the Crocs. He was doing it at the Crocs. Yeah. Bocker goes... Uh, uh, those Crocs? <laughs> what are those things? And, yeah, it was a good moment. But... Oh, just speaking about that, and, and you're speaking about dumb things that's happened on the game, I don't know if it was dumb or not. Maybe smart. We were playing our last game of the year at uh, Parramatta Stadium, and a very, very prominent figure in the game right now, right, he nudges me at half time, And you know you have the tray of um, uh, water bottles? Mm-hmm. He had emptied out one of the water bottles and filled it up with a beer and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. How did he do that? So well, he just sort of snuck it out, and he said that one there. He said, "Have a swig of that." I've had a swig. I went, "It's not water." So, so he's randomly put it in the in the tray, right? The tray of drinks. I've totally forgot about it. We've got a kick 
basically nearly decide the game, right? And I'd always have a drink before I had a kick. And Andrew Leeds comes out, the trainer. I've got this kick from the sideline against Parramatta at the old Russian Parramatta Stadium. You're playing Russian right? roulette. And, and I'd actually put a bit on my face. So I put it on my face <laughs> and got this beer in my face. Right? <laughs> and it was the ugliest kick you've ever seen, but somehow finds its way and navigates itself between the posts. Anyway, as soon as it's gone over, I said to Leedsy, give me that bottle back. <laughs> and that was basically the end of our season. Yeah. So half-time, quarter-time, pre-match, just stupid behaviour. You don't have to name names. I just wanted to know what the stupid behaviour was or the oh. the flippant behaviour, the non-thinking behaviour, which everyone's capable of, let's be honest. Yeah. And it feels like in rugby league it's a little more capable than other sports. <laughs> I don't know. We're very know why, casting that. dispersions. Yeah, yeah, no, you can no, always no. go and check a couple of race results at half time. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was done. Mm. Or, or, or or, and then reinvest. <laughs> but you responsibly. Couldn't, but you can't do that now. You have to hand in phones. Phones don't you? have to be handed in. Yeah. So which which no is good. good. Which is good. Nil by betting at half time. No. No. No, but, you, but you can vape. You can vape. It's extraordinary that he decided that that was a good idea. Not to just do it, but actually to post it. Oh, I tell you, rugby league, this is not a half time thing, but one of the great uh, uh, to really represent how smart we are in our game. Do you remember when New Brown? New Brown was playing a young fellow at the Sharks mm-hmm. and his phone had got wet or, or sunk into the... He put in the microwave. Oh. Put in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> he put in the microwave. Don't believe what you read on the internet. I think sometimes it's a bit of a cautionary tale. Yeah. What oh, happened? you think so? It's, it's fictitious. Oh, no, I'm just saying don't believe in what oh. you're saying. No, the, oh. the New Brown thing was oh, yeah. absolutely... 100% true. true. Yes. And what happened to said yes. phone? Sorry, oh, yeah. said no, microwave. It blew up. Yeah. <laughs> How big? Like... like so Big then enough. what he did was he put the to, to fix the microwave, he put it in the washing machine. Yeah, I need to wash this thing. <laughs> put on the text line, Paramount, barefoot bowls and wrong bias, Nick. Speaking from personal scars, absolutely. Schooners at either end. Hey, you got to scale your skin. If you see someone with a wrong bias, you've got to, hey, scale that beer. Mate. Hey, just on that, Nico. So it was so ingrained at us at the Dragons many years ago. If you got caught drinking right-handed, it was a skull. Yeah. So to this very day, whenever I'm having a beer, I'm always drinking... Left-handed. Uh, left-handed, just from back in the day. That's What's some of those still... ones. Well, last we, used to, we used to have the drinking mat at Swans. The drinking mat. Like we'd like we'd have if we had a, a team designated sip. Yeah. That would be someone's job, mostly mine. Yeah. To go and have a doormat. So oh. if you stood on the doormat, it was a, it was scully drink. Is that right? So we'd be like people would be in the Brasco at the urinal. Mm. And then, as they, you just sneak up behind oh, them and the slip it behind them, and then they'd step back, and all of a sudden, oh. you just hear from the urinal, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got it." <laughs> you hear an echo. You just hear an echo come out the door. Nick, were you the rat bag? Of, no, uh, absolutely not. Because it sounds to me that you were <laughs> off the field rugby league style. Oh yeah. Playing oh, with I learned AFL these players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah, there's been drunk there. and there's rugby league drunk. Exactly <laughs> right. And then yeah. you were playing AFL. Yeah. I brought it across. Yeah. Yeah. I was dual code. Joel, last week we were talking, you were away obviously on Saturday, but we were talking about the best beers, like the best time for beers. Yeah. So oh. the shower beer oh, yeah. or the Sunday afternoon beer. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. The shower, know, the shower bridge know. beer between getting yeah, home yeah. from somewhere and then well, going I, back out. I, I have got the best beer and there are no further questions, Your Honour. Oh, right? No, honestly. Early cry. No. No, no, well, no, it is Confident. an early throw, but, but it is because what it's done for you, and Matty Johns explains why, but when you are so crook, you're hungover, right, and there's no way out of it, and all of a sudden you've went, you've opted for the only option probably, which is the hair of the dog, yeah. 
which goes down like nails. <laughs> the second one has a handful of staples in it. Yeah. And then the third one you get done, and the third one you're back. You're pissed again. <laughs> you're, well, you're, you're, the, the feeling sorry for yourself has lapsed gone. and gone. That's why I believe the third beer feeling third beer. Yeah. on a hair of the dog okay. is the greatest saviour of all time. Drink responsibly, of course. Uh, yeah. What's what's better then after a hangover? The, th- the third beer, yeah. and not saying you can't have the third beer without the second one, but is there any deeper sleep known to man, humanity, oh. woman <laughs> than the sleep the night after the big We've night? We've spoken of this. Yeah, the night after the big night. That's right. <laughs> it or the is afternoon the off. deepest any human can get into yeah. without actually not waking up you again. You actually look forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't get to that bed quick enough, can you? <laughs> and you're getting through the day and you're like, I'm going to hold out for as long as I can yeah. because I know if I do go to sleep, yeah. I'm going to go to sleep for Australia. Yes. I am going, this yes. is going to be the all-time greatest And, and what the, the world conspires against you, there's always things that crop up that keep you from going to your bed. Like you've got to go and pick up someone or you've got to go and do this. or You can never just have it what you need, can you? Mm, exactly. Uh, crunch time today. Crunch time today. We've got uh, Anthony Seabold in today. Oh, cool. Adrian Prasenko. So looking forward to that. Two hours of uh, fun and frivolity. Can you um, ask Seabes about Eddie Jones just tapping himself up for the South job? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I actually want to ask him. that. Apparently there has been uh, 64 people turned over. Apparently he's quite hard to work with, Eddie. But I'll ask Seabes. Seabes may have a different view on that, but apparently he's... Well, I reckon at the moment he'll have a different England, view of it. In the England rugby... Yeah, yeah 64. Scene. 64 people. Maybe not all the trip, but under his... That's apparently the number. Um, I did hear this from uh, a member at Aston Villa, actually. Mm. A member at Aston Villa. You're talking about Aston Villa. I caught up with somebody from the staff, Brucing Alert. Mm. And they did actually tell me, and this has got nothing to do with the story, but they stayed on the Gold Coast. At the same time, there was a nursing I had, I had, I did hear convention there, a nursing conference. Now, all I'm saying is... Coincidence or...? Well, I'm just saying that it is very good to stay somewhere where you know if anything happens, you're very going to be very, you're gonna very be, safe. You're going to get looked after. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're going to get looked after. We're going to leave that right there before we break some, some code on radio. Fines. There could have been some fines. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking... That, no, no, I've got... Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get to you in the break. Uh, and we're going to take the break right now. We'll be back in a moment <laughs> on the Mars Club. <laughs> Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Honesty session time to round out the show. Ooh. I've got a beauty of a song as well. I think I've mentioned it so far. You have mentioned You have. It's Honestly, one of those ones where... It's up there with House of Pain. It up that nah. much. <laughs> no. It, you, it won't resonate with you straight away, but it's It'd one of those real. songs that if I, and <laughs> I'd be questioning how I got it myself into this position, but if I had to, had a gun at my head to say, sing a song all the way through, otherwise La Mort, it's, uh, it's this one. No other words. So yeah, it's a fun song. Um, honesty session, Gibbo, how have we performed this morning in your yeah, opinion? Yeah, it's been a good, been a good show, I reckon, boys. There's, there's plenty to talk about throughout the week. Uh, text line. I can say this every week, numbers are low, but I, I think if I'm honest with myself, I probably haven't been score p- keeping so well. No, they, they were lighting up before about the when you go put the how many weeks will clear get. It was, yeah, it was yeah. spinning out well, of control. That, the text line was that good discussion or was that text prompts? Whatever it was, it was text as a text. Yeah, fair enough. Fair KPIs, enough. mate, we're meeting them. Hey. KPIs are being met. Suburbs again. Dashed out like, to an early like lead. past midnight. The text is a text. Like whatever <laughs> oh. you can get. <laughs> on air or? 
But no, it's another good show, boys. What about for me? What can I do? I um, made a blue in the rundown. I know that. Yeah, yeah. The 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 what the what today's game said. Yeah, Canberra playing the oh. Warriors. But that's a minor thing. That's understandable. The rest of the rundown and was just Wiz mint. Played for Penrith and the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, he played two. Well, it he wasn't factually. It wasn't factually wrong. Yeah. Penrith and Panthers. Yeah. But exactly I did right. no. The rundown was solid. Uh, the pump you. up was. Yeah, you, you've just let go of your pump up ability yeah. before the show. You just don't really care, do you? Well, you know, when you play like 120 first grade games like we all have together, you just, you know what gets the boys ticking. And I, you guys don't really respond well to the pump ups. No, we do. We take it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next week. Well, I actually, oh, yeah. I won't be here next week. Oh, going? hey, hey. I'm going down to Canberra. What for? My, um, there, there's no wave there. No, doing? there's no way. My mate, like Burley Griffin. he's getting um, he's getting married, and I haven't seen him. He's moved down to Canberra for like a year and a half, and I haven't seen him. What's so. his fault? Hang on, are you getting? Yeah, I know. Are you going to the wedding? Yeah, I'm the okay. Best. I'm the in the groom's party. Oh yeah, well that's all right. Yeah, so I'm just going there. down. You're in the members. Sing. Yeah, I'm in the members. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. If speaking I, role? Have you got a speaking role in in the members? I, well, I should. I hope uh, you do. Even if it's even if it's even if it's even if it's not in the yeah, so I'm going to go you see end up him. Getting, cause now you're a national broadcaster. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. like you get Joel and Jimmy and all these good guys like that go to yeah. weddings and that. It's like, oh, can I'll you host doing, it for us? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to it because I reckon I can probably have a couple of drinks as well and start really loosening up. Are you got yeah. a plus one or are you going to... Oh, he, well, he said I can have a plus one, but I just, I'm still looking for the plus and, and, one. And you're like, why just leave? Why just... Why limit myself? Yeah, and solo. Uh, Nick, enjoy the footy this afternoon. Thank you. Give hey, enjoy the wedding next there. weekend. And have a great uh, Saturday, everyone. Here it is. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.